Hey everyone, Zach here. You shouldn't be listening to this episode unless you've seen Avengers Endgame, but just in case you haven't, spoiler alert, and just because we don't want to be blamed for ruining this movie for anybody, spoiler alert, Han Solo dies, we are going to be playing Taylor Swift's Endgame for the next 60 seconds, so you have ample time to get out of here so we don't spoil for you that Palpatine's behind it all. I wanna be an Endgame I wanna be your first string I wanna be your A-team I wanna be your endgame, endgame Big reputation, big reputation Oh, you and me, we got big reputations Ah, and you heard about me Oh, I got some big Movies with Rob and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddies where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel. Most times, they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp. I'm Zach. And I'm Rob. And this week on Cinemodities, we are finally in the endgame. Specifically, talking about Avengers Endgame. And now we have a first on Cinemodities. Can you hear the goat scream, Zach? <laughs> we are recording in person, so let's see how this goes, right? How yes. much we're going to scream over each other, and uh, you won't have that Skype audio cutting out that problem anymore, no. right? <laughs> but yes, we are together, we are recording uh, to finish up our Avengers Endgame experiment. I know we have to talk about the movie, uh, but should we start with the experiment and talking about how that played out? How do you want to go about this, Zach? Uh, yeah, we've right, we get the spoiler warning, as you've already heard, after you've heard Taylor Swift's Endgame. Um, yes, the snack, or I guess the whole experiment, how it kind of all broke down. I know we kind of mentioned in previous weeks, um, but we've recorded the entire, the next series, basically. <laughs> so, uh, no, how it worked, the first movie we saw that day, it basically, uh, Played out how we thought. Rob came to New York. Obviously, this wouldn't be happening otherwise. And the first movie we saw when the Showtimes uh, was after. Not Heckboy, which is what we were shooting for, no, right? Okay. Or, or Shazam. Or Shazam. Even yes. though that will play a role into the Avengers Endgame movie-going experience to a later, lesser extent. <laughs> but no, we saw the movie after, which um, doing research a couple days before, we found out was a movie based on Harry Styles' 
fan fiction. Yes, if uh, if you uh, weren't aware that that was a thing, there's probably uh, more than that you, than you would ever believe on the internet. One Direction fan fiction, right? Yeah. <laughs> so much so that someone wrote a book about it, which got turned into a movie, which got turned into a laughing stock when yes. we saw it. Yes. <laughs> we still haven't figured out how we're going to talk about that because we recorded our entire a commentary with that with the the other half of an inferiority complex, Jeremy. Um, we'll figure out how we're going to get to that eventually. We don't know for certain. Maybe for the the home video release, we'll delve into that. But uh, no, that movie was a... It wasn't a slam dunk cinemati, but it was funny to watch for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. I can't wait till we get the bonus features on that home video release, the behind-the-scenes footage and all the scenes they cut out of Peter Gallagher and things like that. <laughs> things like why uh, ketchup comes on uh, french fries before you yes. ask for it. <laughs> yes. Which we uh, also lived tonight in person as well with yeah. our wings. So yes. It's not as weird as we thought for some reason. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> oh, dude. Life imitates art. But no. So um, Avengers Endgame, basically, we saw after. We got out. We walked around the... Th we walked around Target figuring out what our snack was going to be. I don't think it made it into a recording, but we talked about um, getting like a, a giant like party sized thing of like Rice Krispie treats. I don't think that made it into any of the recordings, but that was an idea that was really kind of floating around for a while. And um, we, when Rob was here, we went into said candy shop and we investigated that. And Rob, do you want to tell our audience why we eventually had to decide against that? So we go into the candy shop. We're looking around. They have weird stuff, as you know, most soul candy shops do. Uh, what was it? Toxic Waste Sour Candy was yeah. one of them. I never heard of that. And it, uh, just, I guess as an aside, it said you couldn't leave that candy in your mouth longer than 60 seconds, which I almost took as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we were looking around for strange things, and as we were looking at some candy, I picked up, you know, some Spree, and it was expired. That kind of led us to, to look at the bigger items that, you know, are in the window. And as we went to look at those Rice Krispie sheets, I think they were called, um, it was very clear that they were old, dusty, the wrappers were a little torn, and whoever works there, or who knows who did it, they just placed, like, packing tape over where the wrapper was torn. So you could actually see the Rice Krispie Street, like, just open to the world, covered by a little adhesive. So it, it's, it was just unappealing. And I don't think we saw an expiration date, but if we found one, I'm sure it would have said 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> we assumed that. We kind of figured at that point, it was like, eh. Yeah, I can't imagine if we were if we asked or inquired about that, you know, the woman working there say, "Hey, can we know, learn more about that Rice Krispie sheet?" She'd been like, "You don't want that. I don't think we can get that off of the the little stand we have. It's molded on or something like that now." So, so that was um a no-go, but that was something that Zach and I were definitely interested in, a giant-sized Rice Krispies treat. Um, but as we were looking for other things, Zach came up with or had thought of and informed uh, me about a box of cereal. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So that's what led us to Target, to looking for uh, down there dry food aisle, I should say. <laughs> yeah, we walked up and down like all the food aisles at Target. And like the cereal was like the most obvious because like eventually we kind of like deduced that our best way of like, we realized like we want an awkward food item, but it had to be something people would notice. So like we were kind of thinking like, oh, like if we like smuggle in like a box of like candy or something like that, you'd be like, eh, that's not really weird. It has to be something people would be like, oh my, like something that'd be easily recognizable, but not like, oh, like what is that? That's too weird. 
Like, we, we, again, obviously, like, I found, like, one thing we talked about was bringing, like, a bottle of pepperoncini in. Oh, yes. And we're like, no one's going to know what that is. Like, it's funny, and it's appropriate, but it just wouldn't be, a, like, someone wouldn't see that and be like, who are those guys? What are they doing with their lives? And didn't you say you found it on the floor in Target, too? The Lord was speaking to me, because I, I almost kicked the can, like, a jar of it, because it was in the middle of the floor, <laughs> and I took it as a sign from the Almighty. Oh, yes, and the pepperoncini, that would have been something. I don't know if I could have eaten or ate a lot of pepperoncini during a movie or anything like that. <laughs> But no, so we go to the cereal aisle and we're like checking out like weird cereals because we're like, we want something like recognizable because I was like, oh, let's get a box of Fruit Loops because people would see like a giant, like it has such a, like a unique looking like just colors on the box and people would be like, like most people just like put a little bit of that in a Ziploc bag mm-hmm. and like just like munch out of it, but to bring a legit just box of cereal into a theater <laughs> and then Rob's follow up to that was, well, how we have to pour, the, we have to buy a gallon of milk and pour it into each other's mouths, yeah. take turns. <laughs> um, but we tried like, we took the, the box of cereal and we tried to like hide it under a coat and see how it would look. And the box was like too rigid. The family size was way too big, too I, rigid. Yeah. I guess we should point out that like every single box of cereal Target sells is like 95 ounces or larger. Yeah, that was yeah. It was like you needed to buy the economy size. That was yeah. it. Uh, unless we went with the um, what that weird oatmeal raisin bran oh, yeah. or the kashi like or anything yeah, like kashi. that. <laughs> Which have had the same effect as the pepperoncini. Yeah, and that and that probably we ended up actually. Well, I guess we'll get to it, but we ended up getting something that would probably made our mouths the same amount of dry yeah. as kashi would have. <laughs> so yeah, so eventually we're kind of like walking up and down the aisles, and Rob finds like a display like in the produce section of King's Hawaiian roll. And that's when it kind of like dawned on us being like, oh, like that's something that people would recognize like the, the packaging. It's easy enough to like hide under a coat. Yet, like, if you see somebody eating, like, a bag of King's Hawaiian Rolls in a movie theater, you'd be like, that's kind of strange. <laughs> Who snuggles, like, smuggles in bread into a movie theater? <laughs> yes. But obviously we couldn't just stop at bread. So where do we go next, Rob? So we have thought, well, what's uh, what goes good with bread, you know, of course, and we found our way into the peanut butter and jelly aisle, which I think was also, it was a half peanut butter jelly and half frozen foods, wasn't it, in Target? Yeah, I, think, like, I think it was also condiments, like it was like where you had your <laughs> Worcestershire sauce yeah, and, like, yeah. mustards. Yep. So we were looking at the spreads and uh, the jellies, the jams, there was that, what, that goober thing that was, yeah. it was like a jar of stripes of peanut butter and jelly or something like that. But we ended up going with something that would be easy to get in, and it was packets of cashew butter and almond butter. So just like peanut butter, but made with cashews and almonds. <laughs> but it was in uh, part we got to really emphasize there were packets. Pa- yes, so, individual serving like, packets. <laughs> yes. So we figured like if we tried bringing a jar in, we would need like like something like to like kind of spread it with a jar is also kind of cumbersome. Or we're dipping bread into a jar. Of <laughs> yeah. peanut butter. It'd, be, it'd be awkward to kind of like get like get mess on your fingers. And so we kind of figured, like, okay, like, you can stick packets in a pocket, and we, like, kind of, you tear a little bit of it, and you squeeze it onto the bread. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that was the, uh... The Cinemati snack for Avengers Endgame. And we did it. And we ate that. Uh, I had I had some plain bread. I had some, because King's Hawaiian Rolls are great. I love those. But I, you know, spread some uh, almond butter, I think we opened. Made our mouths dry. It was great. And I do have to say, the guy that was sitting next to me definitely saw me and gave us a look, you know? Like, okay, they're, they're doing something over there. Yeah, there was a woman <laughs> sitting next to me. And you could, like, she, I don't know if she, like, glared at me, because I don't think she cared, but, like, she noticed. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's all I wanted. I want, I wanted to be noticed. Absolutely. I guess to say we also had popcorn, but I don't think we ate that. No. We, we ate that prior to getting into the theater. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> I mean, the only reason why we bought the, well, I bought the popcorn was because I wanted a t-shirt. Better than the coins for the fan event. Absolutely. Oh <laughs> all right. And I know we said it already, but, so, just to summarize, our snack was peanut butter sandwiches. 
And spoiler alert, now you really shouldn't hear this if you haven't seen Endgame yet. Scarlett Johansson eats a peanut butter sandwich in well, the movie. She doesn't eat it. Ant-Man eats it. She oh, never gets yes, to eating it. That's she true. makes it. She makes it, but then Ant-Man uh, takes it from her. Absolutely. Yes. She tries to pawn it off on Captain America, too. He doesn't want it either. Yeah. <laughs> so, so something oddly prophetic about us deciding to, to have peanut butter sandwiches and then they play a role in the movie. But they, she had white bread. She didn't have King's Hawaiian no, rolls. No. So we were a, a slight step up from that. It got, it got snapped away. That was, that, was, that, was, that was the carbohydrates that Thanos sniped, snapped away yeah, five they, years earlier. The company, the, everybody, all the workers and employees of King's Hawaiian rolls, whoever makes them, they got all unlucky and they were all turned to dust. So <laughs> no, no more were created uh, during the endgame portion of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. <laughs> all right, so that was our snack. Um, we stood in line for quite some time. Yeah, we stood in, we stood in line. Or sat in line, sat I should line. say, because we, we were first. We sat most in line. Yeah, so basically how it worked was Rob went in like a week prior and asked how long like we could like start waiting online. Got told one hour before. And then that, I went the day before to the movie theater, could not find anybody, so I couldn't even ask. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> then that, then the day of, like, I asked, because the usher is my friend, or the ticket taker is my friend, and so I asked him, he's like, I don't know, we don't plan these sort of things this far in advance. <laughs> keep in mind, this is like four hours before it's supposed, anything's supposed to start. So, like, we kept harassing him, and he kept being like, come back at four o'clock, we'll have a better idea. So we got there at four. And the manager, who I disliked because of the movie voucher story, which Rob has heard the movie voucher story now. I'm I'm caught up. <laughs> yes, he's caught up. Um, no, the movie like the movie manager, theater manager was like, oh, like like after he almost kind of blew me off. He's like, I guess you can wait over here. So we were the first ones in line, and yeah, so basically from like four o'clock until then around five o'clock they let us into the theater, and we kind of just sat there. We went to the bathroom like fifteen times <laughs> each to make sure. Uh, and yeah, so pretty much in all honesty, it was not that bad of the, the, the beforehand stuff. Yeah, it went by faster than I expected, but that was because Zach and I had each other to yell at. And, and, uh, those people who came, the second group, the second two guys who came for our showing tried to stand in front of us. Yes. And we were like, get behind us! <laughs> behind the bench, everybody! Because, <laughs> like, the, the ticket taker's like, oh, so, like, by them, and they got in front of us, like, uh-uh, uh-uh, <laughs> back of the line! Yes, yes. Yeah, that was about four we started. Yeah. On. Okay, yeah. so four was online. Yeah, we only had three hours prior to the uh, the showing because we saw it at seven. Only three. Only three. Only three. The same length of the movie. <laughs> we, we, we could have pirated a copy and watched it. Um, but no, so like we go into the movie and we're kind of like, as we mentioned, like I think it's sad to say we did not get a chicken effing McNugget story out of this. Yeah, the, uh, the pre-crowd was pretty tame, I would say. Although we did see some people in front of us playing, what, a Nintendo Switch or something, yeah. right? They had their uh, Super yeah. Smash Brothers out. <laughs> but you gotta kill the time, you kill the time. Of course. How dare you talk to another human being? Let's bring the technology in even more. <laughs> How dare you converse? Maybe they, they had tried the Nuvi arcade virtual reality oh, thing and yeah. thought it was so bad that they needed to bring their own video games to the theater this time. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> They're preemptive in that sense. Um, no, so, like, there was nothing, like, like the audience wasn't, at that point, wasn't really obnoxious. As Zach described in the theater to me, where, um, I think, if I recall correctly, when you saw Infinity War, during the, the, uh, it's the 20 to me, it's always gonna yes. be the 20 to me, uh, during that, when you have the Geico commercial, the M&M commercials, Infinity War crowd was very receptive to yes. those, and so, that, that we did not get at all, and that's something I've also never experienced in a theater in my life, yeah. people laughing at those, those silly little commercials the, that they've seen the a million low, times. lowest common denominator, like, mass marketing 
Prom- like promotional material exactly like yeah yep. and, and it really and it really was because i was sitting there and I'm like i'm telling rob I'm like rob i'm not getting that i'm not getting that vibe like this this does not feel like a bad crowd mm-hmm. and and in like in all honesty we'll get more into it with the movie though but it wasn't like this was kind of the antithesis to what infinity war was like we went into this wanting the not that we wanted the guffawing but we were like during after which is a weird <laughs> thing to say like we were kind of like oh good lord it's gonna be worse than we ever imagined mm-hmm. And then it was like we get in there, and because at one point even like like one of the ushers came in, it's like this is a hundred percent sold out yep. theater. You all like if you sit, you have to sit like go right to the middle and then like sit next to the person. You can't like spread out. And they never came back in to enforce that. But like we figured, oh, and you just kind of get like you. There's a vibe you can feel, and it wasn't there. Like it wasn't going to be an obnoxious yeah. crowd. But one thing I guess we should point out that it never made it into a recording. It made it into a pre-show reco- uh, pre-show <laughs> conversation once in the last like month. It was like I asked Rob because like, like we've talked about like when the Marvel logo comes up, it's like almost like a cue for everyone to start clapping and applauding and guffawing. And I said, wouldn't it be interesting during that one part that like one person stands up like when everyone starts like to applaud, just yell, "Shut the f up, all of you!" <laughs> yes. And we and we were kind of like wondering, like, could you like, is it possible to kill enthusiasm? Yeah. Could you shut down that atmosphere as soon as you had any indication? That that it was starting exactly, and so the movie begins, or I guess we'll t- get back back in a the second. The movie though. did that for us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get back to that because even during the credit, uh, the, the the pre-show that entire day, and even what happened today, because we're recording this the 20, 26, is our good omen. Mm, yes, David Tennant and the other guy. <laughs> no, because no, David Tennant didn't show up today. Oh yes, he was not there today. Yeah. Elton John's <laughs> Rocket, the Rocket Man movie is our good omen. Yeah, we've basically seen that entire movie. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen that preview so many times now. So, so we have that, and so boom, we get to the movie. And if you uh, if you're listening to this by this point, we imagine you've seen the movie. And based on by the time this is out and looking at the box office totals, yeah. I think everyone has seen this movie. Um, movie begins with Hawkeye sitting there, his family turns to dust, and then, like, it cuts to the Marvel logo, and what was really fascinating, and we'll insert the clip here, was that people started clapping, and yet you could just tell the audience mood was, like, killed from from the prior scene. Yeah, if I remember correctly, the the, uh, applause was very scattered, almost, it seemed. And I I also should say, because it'll come up throughout the, the, our viewing on opening night, that when Hawkeye's family turns to dust, that is when there was a group of girls that I could clearly hear, oh, like the sadness. You could hear that there was someone emotional in the crowd. The melancholy. Exactly, exactly. And even, you know, it's not a, in the Marvel logo. It's a, it's a pretty calm song. It's not like the usual, you know, bum, 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 exactly, bum, 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 you know, bum. bass or anything. It was very, very somber. Absolutely. I think that's kind of what we talked about in our lead-up to this, is, you know, the mood for this movie's coming into it is very different. You know, no one cared that Asgard blew up, right? That didn't sour anybody for for Infinity War, but, you know, Hawkeye's family dying, half of the characters turning to dust, that apparently did something. Yeah. And that's, and it's weird, it's kind of like, almost like, like imagine trying to, like, like, turn a car engine over, it's like, vroom, 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 and it just won't, and that's what it felt like. It felt like there was... There was like something being sucked out, like, like a level of like excitement being siphoned yeah. out of the theater, and I think that did play a part into like not having the guff- the insane level of guffawing 
that we were both expecting, anticipating. At least throughout the entire movie. You know, once we'll get we'll have to get to the end, of mm -hmm. course. But uh, when when more of when, as we've been saying, the movie commanded it type of thing. That's when we really got some of the audience interaction, for sure. Although there were some points there's earlier moments. on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some moments, because <clears throat> I don't know how Rob wants to kind of dissect this. It's a three-hour-long movie. <laughs> um, I, there's some scenes that are neat in it. I, I, okay, <clears throat> I guess we should do like kind of like overall thoughts, and then we'll kind of dissect okay, it. Okay, sure, sure. Because um, if, if you follow us on social media, or if you're part of the audience that listens in the Star Wars podcast... Uh, Pork Night. Um, you know, like, like I said, I, I thought it was a legit solid film. Rob is more lukewarm on it. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, I, I think uh, I said it the way I'm kind of rationalizing it um, is this is probably my favorite Marvel film because it's actually an end to some story. I know I said that a lot in our previous, in this month, where I just hate that everything is, haha, we tricked you, the movie's not over yet, buy your next ticket. This encapsulated and closed things off fairly well and that's all I want I want a complete story I want a complete project so so I, I I'm you know I'm, I'm kind of okay with it I, uh, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to yeah I guess I guess that's what I should say too is like I was like walking into this and we both knew spo like we were like watching reddit religiously <laughs> for spoilers <laughs> oh, in, like, yeah. in the week prior so like, we'd be sending things back and forth and as you already heard from the beginning of this episode we call. I called the Avengers Assemble thing. Mm -hmm. I called at least fifty percent of the the ending of the movie. Yep. I, I did not get the "we'll do this all day" part right. Mm -hmm. I'm a little surprised they played that as a laugh in this. God, what what wasn't played as a laugh in this? Yeah. Almost, I would say that's probably my biggest problem with the movie. That it's so jokey. It was so comedic. Like the whole time, it was it like the 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 terror and the you know the sadness of Thanos killing half of life, and then just constant jokes almost. I don't think, again, compared to something like Thor Ragnarok, I don't think this is, like, anywhere... Like, yes, the quipping is still over the top by, by, by any movie standard, mm -hmm. but for them, I think it's probably one of the more times they've been, like, reined in. Oh, okay, okay. I, I guess I, I just didn't expect it going into this movie to have so many quips, and it was like every character had multiple quips throughout the whole thing. Yeah, that's how we want... Again, you're, you're right in that sense, because even Captain America becomes like a quip machine at one point. Yeah. He's like, like, that's a, that, you're damn right, that's America's ass. <laughs> like, that's a weird, like, weird, like, through line in this movie. Yep. Um, but again, I, I think that's the part that's like, I, I guess that is weird. Like, you look, like, you look at, like, these movies, can you imagine like eight years ago when the first Captain America movie that like would be getting to this point and that'd be a line of dialogue said by more than one character <laughs> to a movie that opened to like $300 million. Exactly. It's like, like that, that's what makes it so weird. It's like the things they're able to get away with that the audience will buy into that years ago they'd be like, oh, we're not... Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, so, like, I was, like, I am, I'm thoroughly impressed with it. Again, I don't think it's a perfect film, mm -hmm. but I think considering, like, uh, Rob and I talked about it, like, walking out of the theater, we're like, imagine explaining <laughs> this movie to someone, like, in the script writing stage. Yeah. Imagine me, like, imagine a person who, like, followed this story and be like, okay, we're gonna have the movie, like, after half of them are all dead, uh, uh Ant-Man's gonna come out of the, the van portal, <laughs> and then he's gonna sit there and tell everybody that, like, time travel's possible, but he's not gonna understand it. None of the characters are gonna understand <laughs> it, really. And then, like, we're gonna basically throw throw out all prior movie time travel what like like oh god previous understanding exactly like we're gonna throw out the window actually name call some of these movies like oh, terminator yeah. back like at numerous points in this movie like terminator back to the future bill and ted their version die of, hard <laughs> another joke <laughs> um yeah like we're gonna throw all basically preconceived notion as to how time machine works in movies mm -hmm. and like our explanation to this is time isn't relative 
So yeah. you can do whatever you want in the past, and it has no bearing on the future as, at all. As long as you have Tony Stark's, what does he call? He calls it like a time portal GPS or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of disposable dialogue in this that's like meant to be like it's a yeah. one line it's like yeah like a couple of times they do it because in a weird way this movie felt like Inception where mm-hmm. like it's like it's it's exposition the film <laughs> yes like we have to accomplish something that cannot be done in reality so I know we're just gonna be spouting expository sci-fi dialogue at you mm-hmm. but there's almost like a level of contempt for the audience members that will be like uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Like it's preemptively trying to shut down people. Sure, and and yeah, when you like when when we left the theater and you explained that to me, that definitely makes sense. You you know, if if they didn't really kind of touch on that a little bit, it would have been more of a, a sticking point for those those uh those commentators that are not us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and we kind of talked about that. We're like, it's a movie; they can do whatever the hell they want. Exactly. But when you start be saying things like, oh, like you can go back like, again, go back in time, like bring people that were alive in the past into the future. They're alive now, mm-hmm. but then, like, a character dies in the past. We can't bring them back. Why? Because we can't. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. It's like, and I guess it kind of ties into, like, the whole Scarlett Johansson, like, subplot. It's like, we can't bring her back. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't bring that version of her. It's, exactly. It feels like a Rick and Morty thing. It's like, we just go to another, like, another time. It's like, like yep. it's like, which version of Scarlett Johansson do you want? Do you want Iron Man 2 Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> do you want Avengers Scarlett Johansson? Do you want Winter Soldier? It's like, it's like, well, I don't know. Which one had the straight hair? I like that one. Well, which one had the short blonde hair? We don't want that one. <laughs> Yeah, they have uh, all their all the, all the rules are thrown out the window. It's, yeah. it's the twenty third movie. It's the big climax of the Infinity Saga. It's a movie filled with rules that yeah, somehow has no rules. They just have to spin their wheels and get through the plot, and you know, get to all the fighting scenes and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was good. But no, but like, I have to admire the movie in that sense because just how bonkers it is. Oh, oh yeah, I do. I do give it credit for that. I, I do enjoy the time. Um, scenarios that they get put in, you know, and I think that was some of the most fun I had with the movie was them going back to the other movies and, and you know, all the kind of the, the gags that they do with that and all the things going on. I thought that was good fun. Yeah, because, like, like I know Rob's, like, basically this movie's broken down into three different acts. Mm-hmm. You know, the first act is the, we lost, how are we going to reconcile this? Second act is back in time uh, misadventures. Yep. Time heist. <laughs> Time heist. And third act is spectacle. Yes, yes. And so it's like, I, I had no problem. I like, think for a three hour long movie, I think we've made this joke numerous times, like, oh my lord, like it should be illegal to make a three hour long movie. Uh, I don't think this was that bad. Like, in all honesty, I didn't. I never felt like I was sitting there for three hours. Yeah. I think it always moved along enough of a pace. Things were happening. I agree completely. I did not uh, expect it to fly by that quickly. Yeah, it's pacing. Considering, again, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're trying to do, like Rob said, something different. It's like, oh, it's like there is something different. There's a purpose of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think I should say, like, after our Infinity War episode, I made the comment saying, like, oh, I'm not ready to judge this movie in its entirety until I've seen Endgame. Sure. And I, should, I said this to Rob as, like, we were in the credits for endgame it was like i think i hate infinity war even more now because of this movie yeah i i have to agree i wasn't too keen on infinity war mostly because of the open ending you know the haha suckers buy another ticket um but you know I, I i said to zach and i i had that twinge watching this movie you know when they go back in time they get the stones they do the snap but thanos comes back in time too and he's ready to fight the avengers and i'm like great Five hours of my time was wasted because they're back where they started almost. And I, I you know, you can't help but think that, I think. But it's, it's, I guess that's part of the time travel and part of the, uh, you know, the dark dip chapter that they tried to do with Infinity War. 
Thanos is inevitable, Rob. <laughs> but but Robert Downey Jr. is Iron. <laughs> <laughs> that is such. I, I, okay, I get they're trying to give him a moment that like ties into the very beginning of all this stuff. Yes, but he could have said anything. Oh yeah, yeah. he just said, "I am Groot." I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because like, oh god, like, like how we talked about like Infinity War being bread, and that's just what this fe- like Infinity War feels like bread now. It's like a waste of time. It's like I think what you could do, and not to bring everything back to Star Wars, but everything comes back to Star Wars, <laughs> is that like it's it's like Star Wars: A New Hope. Like how the Rebels got the Death Star plans doesn't matter. It's the, yeah. after, it's the aftermath of that is what becomes interesting. Exactly. Yes, that could be an interesting story in and of itself, but it shouldn't be the jumping off point. Yes. And that's why I feel with this. Like, I would love to see if someone did like a five-minute like prologue mm-hmm. to this just using Infinity War footage. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. Do you have sure. like, take the two and a half hours of Infinity War, condense it into five minutes, and play it before this, and you don't need to watch Infinity War. You basically wipe Infinity War yeah. out of the canon. Because, yeah, what do you need? You need Robert Downey Jr.'s in space. You need Thor has an axe, kind of. I mean, I, I if, even if they didn't show Peter Dinklage him building the axe, I would have just bought it that he has an axe, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then that everybody turns to dust, and that's really kind of everything you need you, to set up for this. You film. condense everything into five minutes. Yeah, being like Thanos found them, he's finally doing what he has to do. Everybody met up with each other through different like ways. Mm-hmm. All uh, the entire plan falls apart. Bad guy wins. Okay, this is how we're going to fix it. Even the Gamora thing didn't even barely mattered in this movie. No, yeah, not. exactly. But now but now it's her past self, so she doesn't know who he is. So that's going to be the entire... So after... Like, that's the weird thing about the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Like, the first movie, Chris Pratt into Zoe Saldana. Second movie, it's, like, barely hinted at that they're, that they're like, that they're interested... Mm-hmm. Like, he's, she's interested in him. And then Infinity War comes completely out of nowhere... <laughs> And they're like, oh, we're back to step one again. Yeah. It's like, oh. So I I don't know. I might be jumping the gun, but I do have a question about Gamora. Because, of course, her when Thanos comes from the past, she comes with Thanos. But then she's just like immediately, oh, I'm a good guy again. You know, like Zach said, back back to where they were. But at the very end, when Thor gets on the Guardians of the Galaxy ship, they show Chris Pratt. Searching. Searching. searching So my question is, when Robert Downey Jr. snapped to get rid of all of Thanos' people, Mm. did Gamora turn to Ash as well, and now there is no Gamora in this universe anymore? Because they don't show her turning to dust. No. And how she even get off the Earth? There's no spaceships. Exactly. They all all turn to dust, too. (laughs) Or Brie Larson flies through them. (laughs) Well, maybe Brie Larson took her off planet, saved her with her feminism. Um... (laughs) Uh, no, that, that's a good question. I have no idea. That'll be Guardians of the Galaxy 3, most likely, yes, right? Yes. The search for Gamora. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. I think I said that at one point. I'm like, that's that's obviously going to be the plot of that movie. It's going to be something involving looking for her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe they'll go back in time again. Who knows? Oh, or forward in time. <laughs> but that's the thing I can, like I said, there's, I don't think there's any particular, like, are there any scenes that stick out to you? Like, oh, I guess there's the guffawing scenes of the crowd that we'll get to. Oh, but, yeah. But yeah. I think if you're listening to this, you know what we're going to highlight with that. Mm-hmm. But was there anything that stood out to you, scene wise, or like, oh, I really like this or I really dislike that. I think the one that I I, um, I wanted to talk about was definitely one that I disliked and it was the um, Vormir scene. It was Hawkeye and Scarlett Johansson fighting each other to sacrifice themselves because I feel that that was just like a waste of a scene because it's like, I'm going to kill myself. No, I'm going to sacrifice myself and Hawkeye even says, tell my family that I love them. The whole reason Hawkeye is with them is to get his family back. I feel like Scarlett Johansson should have just said, do you really want to kill yourself so that your family can mourn your mourn the loss of you? Be like, 
oh no, okay, you have no family, you're the one who should die. Like, it just, and you know, it's the whole back and forth of them, like, yeah. stopping each other from killing. I'm like, just come on, like, just sacrifice yourself, make it more emotional, don't make it this whole, like, what's gonna happen? Oh, Jeremy Renner's jumping off the cliff, no, she gets him again! And it's like, oh, that, I thought, went on too long, too bloated. Yeah, yeah that, seemed, that seems a little flat, because it's like, because the whole time, too, is like, is no one gonna tell, like, everybody gets, like, divvied up to go, like, oh, you're going here, you're going there. It's like, no one gonna tell them, like, one of them ain't coming back. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, Nebula clearly knew that, like, like one of them ain't coming back. Yep, yep. And it's like, I, I don't know. There's, there's, a lot, there's a couple weird, like, plot holes in this like that. Definitely, definitely. Another scene that stood out to me, of course, uh, it's probably my favorite line in the movie. I think Zach's already mentioned it, but, you know, the throwaway lines of science-y dialogue. Well, one, I thought it was... I. I maybe a little jarring that Robert Downey Jr. is just like in a night he figures out time travel he's like oh before I go to bed let me try out this simulation oh I got time travel figured out it's like yeah I know they need to move the movie along but I love that he says he's like we're gonna try a Mobius strip and then he says Lip, he says give me the eigenvalue of this particle and factor in spectral decomposition that makes no sense. So you have to perform spectral decomposition to find an eigenvalue. And that's not even quantum physics, that is linear algebra. <laughs> so they just took some words that, you know, if they, it's a science word, but if you type it into Microsoft Word, it'll give you the little red underline because it has no idea in their dictionary. And then one last sim before we pack it in for the night. This time in the shape of a Mobius strip. Inverted, please. Processing. Give me that I can value that particle factoring in spectral decomp. I don't take a second. Just a moment. So that that stood out to me definitely. <laughs> it's, it's words just strung together. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, they just we need some science dialogue. Let's throw in you know. Oh, some people might remember eigenvalue from you know some calculus class they took in high school maybe, and and they just roll with it. You know, it's not as egregious as some of the other things we've talked about on this podcast. No, like I said, and for ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the audience, it's it's just glazed over at the screen. It's exactly. Like, okay. They're like, mm, yes, time travel. Yes, <laughs> juice pop. Juice pops. <laughs> juice oh, pop, ju much like shawarma uh, seven years ago, juice pop sales shot through the roof this weekend. Yes, yes. Uh, another thing that stood out to me, I guess we haven't mentioned it, that we've seen this twice now. We saw Endgame yeah. two times, so Endgame squared. On the second viewing, when they go into the whole scene of, oh, we're going to like sit down and figure out where we need to go back in time to get the Infinity Stones, it shows like the computer in the Avengers complex, and there's a little shot where it says, like, time heist brainstorm session. Yeah. And I'm like, I know. did that. we need setup for that? Like, we know what they're doing. Why would it be labeled for everybody? <laughs> Never mind, like, the in-universe reasons. Like, why they need to be told that like, they already know what they're doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we get a whole rehash and recap of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. But I do I do like that we get one from Drunk Thor. That's, that's pretty enjoyable, where Robert Downey Jr. is like, come on, you're done. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm still talking. <laughs> That's the weird thing about that, like that scene. It's like imagine like you watch like Ocean's Eleven and like Danny Ocean has like a banner outside the meeting. It's like robbing the casino meeting. Yeah. It's, like, it's like I don't know why we kind of are here for that reason anyway. But thanks for making it more obvious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like I said, like specific scenes for me. I don't like. I have a specific scene. Like, I, like some of the stuff is really neat. Like in the endings, neat. Um, yeah. The thing I like the most was like probably just I love. Uh, 
Oh my god, Paul Rudd is Ant Man. Oh yeah, he's I th- great. I think he is a like a shot in the arm with these movies needed <laughs> because like you watch that first like, Infinity War and it's just a miserable movie, mm-hmm. and you watch this and he just adds like, an air of just liveliness to it. Yeah, because he is like weirdly enough he's like the outside. Like, he's the he's our the new. You know, we're not a new perspective after these movies have all made like a billion dollars each. <laughs> but he is that new person coming in. So a lot of that has to be, and that's what he says that numerous times. Like I need this explained to me. I like, I don't know what that means. Yep, and it's like I think he's just perfect in this. And I think, again, it, it, even though those Ant-Man movies are just, like, drier than a Danish cookie, he really is, like, it's profound how well they cast him for this role. And, um, but yeah, no. the, the scene with the Hulk, or Dr., what is it, Dr. Hulk or yeah. Dr. Green, whatever, they yeah, don't Dr. name Hulk, him in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk, something like that. And uh, when they're in the diner, and he takes the pictures of the, the kids, because the kids want a picture with the Hulk, and then he's like, oh, you want a picture with Ant-Man? And then they go back and forth, he's like, look, the kid is even saying, no, he doesn't want the picture. Take the goddamn phone! <laughs> like, that's great. That's yeah. what that needed, because you. the other part of that scene is the Hulk being like, yeah, Hulk out, damn! And it's like, oh my god, come on. And so you need that that Paul Rudd in there to really, you know, give it's, it that edge. It's a little bit It's edge. practical, relatable humor. People are not making Tony Stark quips in real life. It's like, like somebody, like, is it like a call, like, I don't know, like in the, the office and the machine runs out of, like, toner. Someone's not making quips about that. Yeah. It's like, that's the weird thing. It's like, that's not realistic humor. Yeah. Like, having, like, somebody saying, like, oh, you want to take a picture? And, like, you have, Paul Rudd's the everyman. Mm-hmm. And that's what he works in that, as that character. Especially that Ant-Man is considered, like, the lowest tier in these movies. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, that's great. And I think that's kind of, like, maybe I want how I want to look at this. Like, maybe breaking this down by, like, character by character. Okay. Like, on the lens. Because, like, you do have, like, certain characters. Like, well, I guess we're going to delve into this one first. Like, Captain Marvel. Like, oh, after, yeah. after how she's been shoved down our throat in the culture for the last, like, three to four months, it's shocking how little she does in this movie. Yeah, beginning and end. She's, like, the bookends, almost, yeah. you know, in terms of, um helping them fight Thanos. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Like, and that's, that's what's so strange because even like in like the first battle, if you don't even call it that, when they first encounter him in this movie, mm-hmm. like she kind of like knocks him off his feet and then like she holds him down or she has what, a headlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer the question. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. And then like she shows up for like a Skype phone call <laughs> when Rocket Raccoon makes fun of her, which is great. Oh, yeah. You gotta get another haircut. <laughs> <laughs> And she shows up literally at the end. Yep. Out of nowhere, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's meant to be another... It's, it's meant yeah. to be like you're... Because like, you think about it, they, they've... Oh, God. Inundated you, inundated you with all these dumb characters. Mm-hmm. So you forget, oh, she's out there in the ether somewhere. Yep. And then... It's a clever setup. Like, the shit... Like, like Thanos is like, rain, fire. Yeah. What? Saya. Our troops, <laughs> rain, fire. <laughs> then, like they're like they're shooting at the ground. Then, like the guns just pause and like redirect to like the heavens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are they doing? And like I, we, I know it's, it has to be in the audio. Or like you hear, you hear someone go, "Oh snap!" <laughs> and it's like it's like she's here and she comes and just like oh god, kamikazes yep. the ship. Which is what she literally does in Captain Marvel. She does the, oh, exact, she does? She does oh, the okay. exact same thing in Captain Marvel. Speaking of Captain Marvel, is there any setup in that film as to how she knows where Tony Stark and Nebula are? Because no. she saves them in the beginning of, of Endgame, by, yes. you know, because they're out of fuel. Well, the, uh, this is the thing I was surprised about. So we mentioned this in the Infinity War episode. Like, the post-credit scene for Captain Marvel is them, or it's, uh, uh, it's before the five-year jump. Mm-hmm. It's Captain America, Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, Don Cheeto, and they're all sitting there... And they're like the pager. It's like the pager, like like I've hooked it up to like an extended battery, but it's like it's been broadcasting for like a week straight. And then like it just stops all of a sudden, 
And they're like, did you turn it off? No. Did it run out of battery juice? No. And then, like, they turn around, she's there, and she's like, where's Fury? Cut the black. Okay. And so it's like, oh, I guess, I don't know how any of them would know where he is. Yeah, that's that's also, like, who knew where they were, really? Because it wasn't the whole thing in Infinity War that it's like they latch onto the ship yeah. just, like, spontaneously yeah. or something like that? Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I really, there's no explanation as to how she would know, other than the fact that the script calls for her to, for a way for them to get back. Yeah, okay, okay. I See, I was thinking they were going to bring in, um, um, like, some of the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Hunters or whatever. Like, after uh, Yondu dies, he gives his arrow to that other dude. Like, I thought he was going to show up. Or We could only he hope was, for Sylvester he was, Stallone. He was listing the credits, though. Sean, oh, no, Sean Gunn does the motion capture for Rocket Raccoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I thought, because I know he plays a character, like, like, like a physical appearance character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, I don't know. You'd think that, though, but I guess this movie's as overstuffed as it is. Okay, yeah, oh, but you're right about Captain Marvel. Very, a lot less than I expected, absolutely. I thought she was going to be, like, the linchpin of this whole thing, and you she's, know? And she's not really. Like, it's weird. Like, you, you can look at this whole thing, considering we've been kind of, again, forced to be, like, this is the most powerful. And, again, she's still being yeah. set up that way. Like, we're we're going to have at least ten more years of her being the greatest thing that ever happened to this series. Mm -hmm. Or at least that's what they want us to think. <laughs> um, but, no, but, like, I, I told Rob this earlier, it's like, Captain Marvel in her one seek like one genuine like speaking role in this, and we'll insert the clip here, but it's like her talking to Peter Parker, and that she's more likable yes. in that one ten second exchange in her two hour long movie. <laughs> and I'm like, wow! Apparently, uh, directors can tell her to do something and not just be like, do whatever you want. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna interfere with your thought process. Hi, I'm Peter Parker. Hi, Peter Parker. Yeah, and that's really the last we see of her, because then she's just standing at the funeral, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. kind of sitting in the background. Yeah, yeah, and Nick Fury makes it. Samuel Jackson gets to make his appearance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so you have her. I, I really, again, I told her, I also really like the costume she has in this, Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. But um, no, so I guess we talked about Ant-Man, we talked about Captain Marvel... We did a little bit of Professor Hulk. I, I thought Professor Hulk was neat in this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he definitely um, was uh, interesting to see, because uh, that was one of the things that I didn't expect them to go go with. Like, I knew Hulk had to come back because he was, you know, void for most of Infinity War, but I didn't expect them to jump, you know, to that part of the comic books, and really he's just like, a best of both worlds type of thing. So, yeah, that was great to see. Yeah, I think it's also interesting. It's again, you're doing something new with the character. Yeah, like we've never like we've seen Hulk smash. We've seen it now so many times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like let's do something new. And it was it's something we've never seen before, and mm -hmm. it's a fun character. Like even like one of the best, probably my my favorite scene in this. It doesn't involve just punching someone in the face. Is like the scene where like Ant Man's like outside the compound trying to like scoop all the stuff into his taco. Oh, he's <laughs> gonna take a bite of it, and the ship lands down, like just blows his taco out of his yeah. hand. And then like after that, like War Machine lands. And they're all making fun of him. Mm -hmm. and then, like, Professor Hulk walks by. He's like, like, his lunch is all gone. Just, and he hands him two tacos. Yeah. And he, he had this cute little song, like, play boom, 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 boom. As he, as he just, like, again, I think, was it, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. calls him, like, the Jolly Green Giant. Yeah. And, like, he starts, like, he literally just hands him his lunch and just starts walking away. And it's yep. like, oh, that's so, like, that's this stuff. Like, it's, it's sentimentality that's not forced. Exactly. And you can only get that from, like, a Paul Rudd and a, a Mark Ruffalo. Exactly. Like, like having Gwyneth Paltrow tell a, like, it may be probably the most disturbing sequence in any of these movies, having, like, a dead-behind-the-eyes Robert Downey Jr. just, like, scarred, and he's just, Oh yeah, I, I, I that was like I'm like how much longer are they gonna hold on that? Mm -hmm. And she's like it's and, and it's funny. Gwen Paltrow was like 110 percent stoked. She's like it's all right now. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. You can relax. <laughs> and like he's just he's just like like it's it's like oh my I've never seen like in a blockbuster film 
like the face of a dead person portrayed so well. Okay. And the movie just hangs on it for so long, and I'm like, this is like this is like unsettling. <laughs> it's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And like yep. he dies, and nobody closes. It's like it's funny. Thanos gets beheaded. That's right. And and uh, what's her name? Nebula. Nebula like closes his eyelids. Yeah, Tony Stark's just like like dead. <laughs> And it's like, no, like, no one going to do anything? And the whole time I'm looking at it, too, I'm like, I, this is the only thing I have to say I'm a little surprised. I, we knew spoilers, so none of this was a surprise mm-hmm. to me while watching it, though. But if you remember your ending of Ant-Man and the Wasp, like the post credit scene, uh, um, uh, uh, Paul Rudd goes into the quantum realm yep. because Michelle Pfeiffer's having him collect quantum healing gems oh, or yeah. healing whatever, though. And I'm like, oh... He's gonna be like, oh, because of all the quantum, like, like, oh, a side effect of all this quantum travel, we have a surplus of these things, <laughs> and like, maybe, and I'm like, oh, and it's like, oh, I don't know, like, it's mm-hmm. funny, it's like, why can't you bring him back to life? Like, he didn't use an Infinity stuff. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it goes without saying, Robert Downey Jr. is coming back. Oh yeah, I like mean, that. That will be a plot point. Like, not gonna be like the next movie, but like probably three, four years from now, it'll be something like we can get him back. What do you mean? He's not really dead. And that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, we need... Like, it's going to start with a post credit scene where yeah. someone's going to have the idea or something or like that. Or a post credit sound. Oh! <laughs> clang! 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 Goes the truck. Clang! <laughs> <laughs> that's how it really should have been. Yes. <laughs> I was loving applauded. Uh, yeah, like I said, that's... Yeah, Robert Downey... So what's... What, okay, Robert Downey Jr. in this. He is just, like... Like, I don't want to say sleepwalking through this... But he's like he's doing his shtick. Yeah, he's you know he's doing his Iron Man. He's doing his, his quips and stuff like that. And you know, and then they try and make it a little more sentimental when he gets to talk to his father in the different timeline or the past or whatever. But even that, I thought that was a little hokey. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Hokey. Yeah, it's like okay, we get it. And there's like and that wouldn't be bad. But like oh, Thor meets his mother, and it's like why do we need all like did mm. the filmmakers not have a good relationship with their parents? Because this is what <laughs> I feel like you do not get two scenes like that in the same movie unless somebody has an issue. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like somebody had an issue that they needed to get out. Yep. Yeah, it's like, it wouldn't be bad, but you have to pick one. You pick either Thor or you pick Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And considering that, like the Iron Man thing, like you go back into the first time, he talks about the fact that like I never got to say goodbye to my father. Yeah. Thor doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. Thor doesn't need that. Thor, like a couple times, they bring they bring um, Celeste into this. I mean, I mean uh, Fox Lux, Fox Lux, <laughs> and it's like, oh, like oh, Natalie Portman, and it's like, okay, maybe that'd be something for Thor. Maybe that's the reason why Thor's kind of like not want to be in a rut, but like maybe that's part of his like closure. Yeah. It's like, oh, like the one person he had, like he had like a genuine relationship with, is gone, and it's like, oh. I'm convinced that like the Natalie Portman footage had to be left over from something. They they inserted uh, Rocket Raccoon into that. One I th- shot. yeah, I think so because it was it's, it's so little. You know, yeah, maybe like what 15, 20 seconds of screen time not max. Even that. It's yeah, her, it's her like, getting out of bed and that's it. It's, like, yeah, he, he like chases after her. And I'm like, okay, like clearly Natalie Portman probably got a nice check from that just because they used her likeness. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so um, yeah, the Robert Downey Jr. thing. It's like I like it. it his stick is fine, but like it's just like. I don't know. I'm bored with him. Like he's just a, he's a yep. boring character. Is hashtag love you three thousand trending yet? Because that I'm sure that's going to be trending. That'll, that'll be some merchandise. That'll be like a kitty book or something. Like love you three thousand. Yep. <laughs> oh god. I guess we should get into that too. Like the Gwyneth Paltrow and like the daughter thing. Mm. Yeah, I, I I understand. You know when I especially when I read the spoiler, or you know a ver- multiple sources that I read definitely were like, oh, they go to him for time travel. He says no because he's worried about what's going to happen to his family. 
But they, they barely do anything with that. He, he Now that we've seen it twice, the scene I don't understand, Robert Downey Jr. for some reason can't handle a dish hose. Like, he's doing <laughs> the dishes, and he's done, and then he just, like, randomly sprays it towards the ceiling for no reason. It's like he just has, like, a spastic moment. And then that's where he sees his Peter Parker picture, and he's like, okay, I guess I have to save this kid now. Well, that's the weird thing with this, though, is that, like, he doesn't need a, a biological daughter. Like, that yeah. feels, it feels like, on top of that, somebody has some sort of parental and children issues with this. Because, like, the whole point is, like, oh, the Tony, the, the Peter Parker thing is, like, oh, it's his surrogate son. Mm-hmm. And he feels bad. But, like, now he has a real daughter. Or, yeah. or his own daughter. And it's, like, why do you, why do you need that, though? Again, it, it, it's redundant. And when it comes to, like, a, a thematic element you're trying to plug into all exactly. this. Because, like, even, like, the the kid actor that plays his daughter in this, like, I, I didn't, like, I don't want to say bad child actor, mm-hmm. but, like, considering there are child actors out there that really know how to emote, yeah. I got nothing other than this and, like, just, like, generic child actor. Definitely. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, like, one thing, too. Like, even at the, like, uh, we talked about, like, guffawing crowds and stuff. <laughs> but, like, at the very end with, like, the daughter, like, nobody really, like, like, people did, like, Robson went, oh, yep. But, like, it was not anything. It was, like, it's, like, eh? It's, mm-hmm. it's, like, no. It's, like, like, the Peter Parker stuff. You have that element. It's been pre-established now for three years. Yep. Civil War, you don't really need any. You don't need that daughter element. Exactly, and yeah, that's definitely something I would have cut out to yeah. s- uh, lessen the length of this movie. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I, I, yeah. I don't think there's anything you need to like. You could definitely condense this by probably a half an hour. Sure. Because there's certain things you cut the Thor thing out. Cut um, out um, Doctor Strange stopping water, like well, oh, Brie yeah. Larson destroys the ship or whatever, and the ship falls into like yeah. a giant source of water and it starts like it's gonna like drown the entire battlefield and so there's just like a good shot of Doctor Strange like swirling all the water up and then it just kind of disappears at a certain point in the movie the problem is that the script says it's not a problem anymore so it disappears exactly yeah Yeah, cut that out because that didn't do anything for me you know Doctor Strange just needed to do the you know this is the the winning scenario is that what that meant the one finger does that means that's how I took it now this is the cue yeah because it was um, he says uh, Tony Stark he's like 1 in 14 million chance that we win is this it and Doctor Strange is like I can't tell you but then when you know the chips seem like they're about to fall off the table he looks at Doctor Strange and he gives him the one and I'm guessing it's just like Robert Downey Jr. it's like, not clear. Like, why do you need that though? Like, exactly. So, like, yeah. you're telling me if Thanos had the gauntlet and Doctor Strange was like, I don't know, like, has back turned and be like, crap, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. What do I do? That's a good point. Yeah. Like, you know, again, you don't need that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so, or unless that is, again, you got tied into all this. Everything's be everything's tied into something. There could be some part of this that goes further down the line mm-hmm. where resurrection becomes part of it. Yep. Um, yeah, the I the I am Iron Man thing was stupid. Like I'm like, it's like I am inevitable, and then it's like he pulls the like the thing with the glove was cool. The fact that his I don't know why they build a special glove when his can become a glove too. Oh yeah, that's a good I'm point. Like, okay, like, if that was an issue all along, why couldn't that, like that's the thing too? Like Doctor Strange drives me nuts like a character because he has the like Spider Man says he's like oh Doctor Strange open up his like orange teleport oh, thing yeah. to his fingers, <laughs> and like in numerous times like, you watch Infinity War, you watch this, and it's like why can't Doctor Strange like Rob said instead of stopping water. Why doesn't he just teleport the gauntlet to like another world? Yeah, yeah. Just take it off the battlefield. Go give it a Dormammu or whatever. <laughs> Dormammu, I've come to bargain with the Infinity Gauntlet. Here's a gauntlet. <laughs> That's what I mean. Though. So why not just take it, like teleport the gauntlet to like Siberia? Mm-hmm. Send I don't know whoever you want. Send Hulk. Send Captain America. Send Thor. And have them go over there and start returning them. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's I'm like, okay. Why can't you like again? It's there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because they needed the um, they needed the relay race of the yeah. gauntlet to try and get it to the van or whatever. Well, that's another thing too. Like even the relay race to the gauntlet was weird because like oh they're like we need another like like Thanos destroyed the quantum the yeah. teleporter. What are we gonna do? And then like we hear the the Luke, La Cucaracha <laughs> van and they're like where is it? It's in the middle of the bad guy base. Yeah. Then like Ant Man and the Wasp like somehow fly there instantaneously mm-hmm. without getting stopped at all. But then like. All the other like heroes get stopped yep. numerous times, but then like we see things because clearly the van is behind enemy lines. Mm-hmm. But at, like at the very end, all the heroes seem to be around there by the very end. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, almost what? like it's the epicenter at a, at, yeah. at a certain point. It's, it's, it's kind of like it's out in the distance, yet it becomes the epicenter <laughs> without us ever being visually communicated to yes, us. Yes, yeah. And it's like because again, like Iron, all of a sudden Iron Man. Like after we've seen like five minutes of the relay race, whether it be Black Panther, Spider Man. Uh, Hawkeye, all, all the women Avengers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, and it's like, oh, Iron Man's just there. Yeah, and Thor's all there, and, and Captain, Captain America's, America's just, just there. Yep. And it's like, oh, because then even at that point too, like, it's like, because numerous times it's like the battle's going on. You're like, oh, the tide has turned. Mm-hmm. Then like, oh, there's more creatures. Yeah, tide has turned, more creatures. <laughs> And like, oh my god! Like, like it's like, even toward the end, though, it's like his ship is like the mothership is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Where are these things coming from? Exactly, and they and it, they blew up a bunch of them right before the yeah. mothership gets destroyed yeah. with the rain fire. Well, think yeah. about it. they're blo- like the battle begins. They destroy a lot of them. Yep. Thanos fires on a lot of them. They're still there. And then, like eventually, when we do the 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 final snap, is when they eventually all disappear. Mm-hmm. But it was like, yeah, it's kind of like okay. And again, the, the I am Iron Man thing. That's so that's so corny. Oh yeah, that's yeah, so and it's corny. like as soon as you know uh, when the when we saw it the first time, I was like, "That's it's got to be what he says," because the throwback, like you said, to the first movie, absolutely. No, no one's gonna get this yet. By the time we're listening to this, he should have gone, "I." And Thor goes, "Don't do it." <laughs> and you don't need to do this. You don't need to do this, Tony. <laughs> An IRS agent. <laughs> That'll stop Thanos in his tracks. <laughs> we're gonna audit you right now, Thanos. And then it's like they're sitting like um, a throwback to Perfect Hair Forever with the hot dog buns and the cats, and they're sitting on either side. And, and they're like looking over documents, and Thanos has glasses or something, and he's like, "No, I can write that off." <laughs> yeah, this like it's, like it's that's the problem. Is like they're trying like the, the spectacle in this is at least is oddly appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I complain about the fact that like I hate it when all these movies end with them just punching each other in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. But like at least this movie has the least amount of that. I'd say. Yep, I would agree. Like like most of the action sequences don't involve them punching each other in the face, mm-hmm. and for a couple here and there. They're more creative. Yeah, I really liked the Thor, Captain America, and Robert Downey Jr. against Thanos. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the, the the things they do is, like, it's like they're actually working as a team, you know? And it's it like, okay, good. It doesn't get them anywhere. Yeah. But they're working as a team. Yeah. And that's what happens, too. Like, I think that's why I, get, I forget. I know a lot of people like Thanos, and it's, like, fine. But the reason why I'm starting to like him as a villain is the fact that, like, it's so nice to have a villain that doesn't just get, like, punched in the face twice and goes out. Like, exactly. they, they all go after him. Even Captain Feminism. And like even he sits there like kind of just th- like he throws her around. Yep. Yeah. And it's like oh like it's neat to have a villain that like is more or less unstoppable. Yeah. And, and that's nice. And the problem is that we're not going to get another villain like that for at least another probably five to eight years. Yeah. Fingers crossed for Doctor Doom. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like oh god, it's like, who's the villain in the Black Widow movie going to be? It's going to be a person. Red it- Skull. <laughs> it's going to be Scarlett Johansson in some weird dimension fighting Red Skull to escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that'll be where Gamora comes back from, probably. Just to rescue uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Red Skeleton. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, Thor. I guess Thor's the next character. Thor, yes. So, Thor, Thor, drunk Thor was probably one of the, uh, my, my most enjoyable parts of the movie for me. I liked drunk Thor. 
um, the Big Lebowski, as Robert Downey Jr. references. Um, but, you know, the, the stuff, the, him making fun of him and, you know, the, him drinking and that scene where uh, they want him to talk about the, the ether or whatever, and he's just sitting there with his sunglasses on, they're like, is he asleep? I think he's dead. <laughs> well, that's the weird, like, that's the weird thing I did with, like, Thor's weird. I, don't, I still don't know what to do with him as a character. Because, mm-hmm. like, I remember in, like, Ragnarok's like, oh, my God, they cut his hair. And it's like, oh my god, they like tore his eye out. Yeah. He has like an eye patch. I'm like, that's 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 brave to really play with a character that way. And then it's like, oh, like and in the in Infinity War he gets the eye back. Yeah. And like, oh, he gets his hammer back. It's not a hammer, it's an axe. <laughs> and it's like, oh, and then like by the by like twenty minutes into this, it's like, oh, he's right back to where he was. Exactly. He's not buff. Yeah. And I think that's okay, at least he's not buff. He, like they could say like dad bod Thor, this thing I've seen online. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Dad like that's <laughs> Melted ice cream, I, Thor. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have thunder running through my veins. Oh, I thought it was a cheese whiz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's like it's like, no, it, it's different. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole thing with um, the what was it Fortnite or whatever they're oh, playing yeah. that I was just like okay, I was like come on now. Well, the problem is like it's a thing that Marvel does when they're un, they're un, like they're insecure about something. Everything becomes a joke. Yeah, like it's like okay, we don't know how this is gonna play out. Just smother it in humor. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like almost like petroleum jelly it's just, or like butter it's like oh I can't get this thing to move just smother it yeah. lubricant it'll work are you here to fix the cable oh yeah absolutely yeah, that whole all quips that whole scene oh yeah and that's the thing it was getting kind of boring with Thor after a while because like how many like, even like it's almost at the very end of the film where, like where he wants to put the gauntlet line it's the cheese whiz line like are we still making fat jokes exactly I mean the whole thing and going back to him with the, with the mother it's like I, I knew this great wine cellar that my father once had and like, and like, even like his mother's like, eat a salad, Thor. Yep. Oh, and yeah. And it's like, oh. <laughs> it's like, we get it. He's fat. Ha, 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 ha. He's still a god. He still can yeah. do everything he could do before. And, and that's in the battle, like at the very end, it seemed, didn't seem like he's any slower. Yeah, he, well, he braids his beard with lightning, and then he's, well, then he's you know, ready to fight Thanos. He, he yeah. has uh, the hammer and the, the axe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's see. What are the characters after? Like, it's like, like war machines there. He's fine. Don Cheeto. Yeah, they He's try. Right. They tried to do something with him and Nebula with yeah. the, like the mechanical aspects of their their lives now, yeah. but that doesn't really go anywhere. It's a cute line, but like that's what it is, though. It's just like it's a line. It's like oh, we've made it. It's, like, it's kind of like it's two characters, like, especially Don Cheeto, has <laughs> been around forever in these movies, and like Nebula has been around for god five years, and it's like okay, it's cute. It's a it's a cute yeah. line. It's missed like, opportunity. No Terrence Howard in this film. <laughs> Absolutely missed opportunity. Well, Robin and I joked a true like they should have been a sequence in this where like, they go back to like two thousand eight, considering like the Incredible Hulk and the first Iron Man like oh, take yeah. place in the same week, and we see like Edward Norton and Terrence Howard at a bar together. Yeah, <laughs> we were joking like that should have been. They're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who are these guys? And, and Ant Man's like, who are these guys? <laughs> that Don't ask. Great. <laughs> Don't ask any questions. Uh, oh, that, I, I guess speaking of while we're on uh, Don Cheadle and Nebula, I did in, I uh, did enjoy them just uh, Don Cheadle just whacking Chris Pratt in the face yeah. from the throwback to the beginnings of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That I thought was funny. Yeah, that was neat. Um, yeah, they're there. Uh, Rocket Raccoon does his shtick. Like he's, yeah, he's, he doesn't do much. The thing is so funny though is like ever since they announced that Guardians of the Galaxy movie in 2012, everybody had been at the time was dying to see like a Robert Downey Jr. interact with Robert, Rocket Raccoon, mm. and there's two lines of dialogue. The Build a Bear, there's the, the genius Build-A-Bear. one. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like you, you it's like what do you do in there, Ratchet? It's like, hey, just because you're the smartest person on earth doesn't mean you're the smartest person. <laughs> and, it's like, and that's it. Two lines of dialogue, and that's it. Yeah, like, and, and they don't even share the same scene. Yeah. And I'm like, what a waste. <laughs> I'm like, what a freaking waste. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and that, that kind of, like, that annoyed me. It's like, really? 
Like, if uh, you have those two characters, and yes, they make fun of Rocket Raccoon numerous times. Like, oh, he eats trash. Mm-hmm. I get I get emails from a raccoon. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I still think Rocket Raccoon's a punch. It's weird. Like, where he was trying, they try to give him more respect in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He became a punching bag in this. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. And they didn't even, he didn't even, I thought we were going to get more of an emotional, or, um, maybe not emotional, but more focus on his reunion with Groot. Yeah. And it's like, they just fall towards each other, and it's like, okay, they're back together again. Yeah, yeah that's, it's weird. I know you can't have, there's so many people in this movie that kind of like, uh, lost someone. Yes. Like, you have Ant Man the Wasp. You have, you have, like, I get you can't have, like, moments for everybody, though. But, like, yeah, you expect, even, like, even when they're on the ship at the end, we have, like, the argument between Star-Lord and Thor. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you think it'd be a little bit more, like, camaraderie there. Um, yeah, that that didn't do anything for me, that last yeah. jokey scene. No, I like, that's cute, though, because that, that was an Infinity War thing. And, and that's kind of funny, too, because, um, again, it is that, that Parks and Rec type humor. Yes. And like, at least that's funny because it is making fun of like the Chris Pratt, the insecurity of Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. and the fact that Thor pretty much looks like I think that's the joke they make in the uh, the first uh, or in Infinity War is like Chris Pratt, you're like one sandwich away from being fat. Oh, okay. And it's like in like and that's and so it's like oh like Chris Pratt is obviously the more physically attractive person at this mm-hmm. point, <laughs> but beyond the face anyway. And yeah, so you have them. Um, we talked about kind of okay, Scarlett Johansson and, and, and Jeremy Renner. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, they, at the very beginning, they try to make her into a big character. Yeah. And, like, over time, it's like, oh, like, we cut back to them, like, on the ship, and it's like, oh, that's still going on, I, I guess. Yeah, I think that's, like, the we because they all go off the in end. time that, stuff. That, that's yeah, that's, like, the last the stone act. they get, yeah, is yeah. the Vormir stone. Yeah, that was surprising, and they, you're right, at the beginning, they set it up with the whole, I have no family, this is what gives me purpose, like, that type of stuff. Yeah, and then, like, it kind of just dissolves. Exactly. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that was going on. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I guess. And I, th- and I don't know, again, and that's the weird thing, because I asked Rob at the end of the first show, and I'm like, do you think there's going to be a backlash to the Scarlett Johansson thing? And it's like, you do have this massive battle at the end, mm-hmm. and she's the only one that's not there. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's like, how do you do, like, how do you have, considering that she was really the first female character, like, prominent one, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, the action type, not like Gwyneth Paltrow, how do you not have her in that final battle? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's and true. if you're Scarlett Johansson, I, I guess maybe that was a thing, like, okay, we're not going to have you in, like, in the, the, the climax of these, like, 48 films, but we'll give you your own movie. Oh, that, that was the trade-off. I wonder okay. if that's the trade-off for her. It's like, okay, we, we you won't be here because we need some emotional stakes. Yeah, but we, we but and plus, I don't, like, that was one of the even when she died, nobody reacted to that. Like even both times, nobody reacted to that. Yeah, yeah, there was a um, lackluster. It's like indifference. It's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody had to die, I guess it was her. It's like... <laughs> yeah, the, the, the character they've been saying has no family for however many years. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, fine. Like the, the Jeremy Renner thing, like them taking turns, like going to dive over the cliff. Whatever. Like I said, it's, it's a dumb scene. Like you, it's, like, again, I guess you need that scene to explain the Soul Stone thing, though. Yeah. But um, I don't know, you can, they can do time travel, but they can't figure out a way to beat, beat the riddle. It's kind of yeah, like yeah, exactly. It's like it's like, and they even say like, you, you, like who said? Isn't it Thor who says it? it's like we can go through time now, but we can't undo this? Yeah, Thor is like, why are you talking like she's gone? We have the Infinity Stones. We could do whatever the hell we yes. want, you know. And they're like, no, no. The, the red guy said you can't do that. Go talk to him. And it's like, it's like uh, I don't know. It, it, that seems so you know contradictory, you know. Yeah, yeah I. Whatever. Like I said, which Scarlett Johansson model do you want? Do you want cur- curly red hair? <laughs> yeah, that's you how want they short curly said hair. Jeremy Renner should Jeremy Renner should have been like, you know, that's what the red skeleton guy said in this movie. <laughs> Until the next movie. 
Um, okay, so we have them. I guess now we should talk about like, okay, the, the, the Captain America, uh, Iron Man, Ant-Man, Hulk go back into 2012 and then 1970. Mm-hmm. Well, 1970 to a lesser. Like, we kind of dissect, uh, dissected that. The New York, the Battle of New York stuff, like it's neat. Like it was really cool seeing that footage again of the Battle of New York. Yeah. And it's neat to add, like, I don't know how they got Robert Redford. Like, I That's have a good no point. idea how that guy, you know, again, it probably was like an afternoon's worth of work for mm-hmm. him. But still, to get that back. The Hail Hydra thing, I'm surprised I didn't get more of a response because that was like a couple of years where they made Captain America into like a bad guy. Yeah, in the comics, yeah, and absolutely. Because like Hail Hydra that made a lot of people mad. And I'm like, oh, that's neat. Didn't get much of a response from the audience. Yeah, yeah. That was a weird one. I think even on the first night, some laughs or something. Yeah. More more when he walked into the elevator because that was the, the uh, Winter Soldier yeah. throwback or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to call the director. That's okay. Trust me. People like I guess we're kind of expecting that like oh man we're gonna have him like punch people and I guess yeah. that and that's I think might have been the point where like, I really started to like that like this movie it was like oh god it's gonna be punching people in the face mm. again and it's like oh no they actually used something clever yeah, that it's like, was they have pre- knowledge exactly it was pre-established it was clever and it's like it didn't end the joke mm-hmm. like it's 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 cute but like it's not. <laughs> Exactly. And it's like, oh, clever. And it's like, that's the kind of stuff you need. And especially stuff like, with the, again, uh, the Tesseract and the Ant-Man going inside his chest reactor and giving mm. him a heart attack <laughs> or heart palpitations. Yeah. And then, like, like the, the case, like, they kick the case away and, and uh, the Hulk comes out from the stairs. Mm. Like, that's humor that's appropriate. Like, oh, yeah. Thor can't use the elevator. They make Thor, like, take the stairs down, like, 150 flights. Too many stairs! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that it's was not, good. It's not again. Humor can be funny without quips. Exactly. And then, like in Loki steals a tesseract, and, and and it's like it's funny. Loki teleported himself directly to the Disney streaming service. <laughs> yeah, that because that's the same timeline that uh, Bruce Banner gets the Time Stone from the Ancient One. Yes. And she's like, if you take this, Dormammu's gonna wreck our world. And the Dormammu's coming. Loki's free. Like they destroyed that timeline. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I think it's so funny though. It's like imagine like the 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 plot structure of this, or just the plot development. Imagine like they, like because they lose the tesseract to Loki, and so Captain America. I think it's funny that Ant Man just like yelling at Iron Man. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Ant Man's yelling. At, yeah, at Iron Man. He's like he's like you messed this up. We blew it. <laughs> How do you blow this? How do you, um, yeah. And then we have like imagine if I get Back to the Future the same thing. It's like imagine like at the very end of the Back to the Future, like Marty doesn't catch the wire when exactly it hits the hits the thing, mm-hmm. and it's like Doc, what do we do next? We'll just go back in time to when you do you do it again. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine if any other movie space, like we're just gonna go further back in time. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's like the inception level of this. Like oh, it yep. didn't like it didn't work. What do we do? We have to go deeper. Go deeper. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Where time slows down even yeah. more. <laughs> that and that's kind of what it felt like, and like, and it felt like Leonardo DiCaprio with like uh, Marion Cotillard. It's like, oh, like he sees like all these past parts of his like he sees like Peggy Carter, and she has like the picture of him on the desk, but it's the most like unflattering picture of yeah. him ever. 
I, I know I know it's supposed to be like the wimpy Steve Rogers, yeah. but like you're telling me there wasn't another picture of like of wimpy Steve Rogers? Like Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, when she was working for that agency or whatever it was, Shield, that, you know, they would be like, Okay, we have this guy as our test subject. We're gonna take pictures of yeah. him from every single angle and she would have one of those. Yeah. But instead it's like a candid shot right. of him in front of a lake or something. Because people in nineteen forty two were known for taking candid shots of each other. <laughs> yeah. And the weird thing too is like I was looking because like while he's in her office, because obviously he just stumbles into her office by accident. Yeah. And this huge facility in this bunker that's like below ground, he just stumbles into her office by accident. Because the lady is like, uh, the, I saw someone with a beard. It was it was shady. I need security. <laughs> and so like he stumbles in there and he sees her like she's not in her office, but like she's next to her office. She's adjacent. in like an adjacent office that I, there the may or here. may not be a door connecting those two rooms or something. But, there's a, but, but there's a window that connects them. <laughs> so if you get somebody's attention, just bang on the glass and yell, Peggy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but no, the weird thing is like I was thinking about that is like they say that Captain America was born in this thing like in 1918. Yes. And I'm like, okay, how old, like, I have to assume that, like, they're the same age. Mm-hmm. So she's born in, like, 1918, and this is 1970. Mm. So she'd be what? 52. 52, yeah. at least. She looks great for 52. That's what I mean. <laughs> and it's like, and then because you think back even to, like, what happens, like, when he's still interacting with her in, like, Winter Soldier, which clearly we know takes place in 2014, mm-hmm. is, like, she, like, 100 years old? Oh, that's a good point. Probably. Yeah, I, I don't know. And like, and that's just the weird thing. It's like, okay, I guess. Because that, that, that would mean by the time of... at the Okay, the spoiler alert. The, at the <laughs> very end of the movie, when he's sitting there, and it's like, what, 2023? Yeah. That means he's, what, 105? Probably, yeah. He looks great for 105. <laughs> <Yeah>, definitely. <laughs> And it's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny, yeah. Like, this movie is like, if any other movie... Tr- like, this is something we could, we're, we're probably going to end up doing this. Like, we're going to do Terminator 6. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling Terminator 6 is going to do a lot of the same things that this will do. Okay. When it comes to time travel and just being like, explaining things away that don't make sense. Sure. And yet people, were going to, people are going to crucify that movie. Yep. For doing so much less, taking so much fewer liberties that this does. Okay. And I have that feeling. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll explain. The same people that will we'll explain this movie away and forget it will be like, this is trash and needs to be destroyed. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. you know, if you do 22 non-time travel movies, the 23rd time travel movie somehow gets a pass. Yeah. But if you start Terminator with time travel, no, 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 there's too many holes. Yeah. Yeah, so, this, so you have that. Um, but this, the back in time stuff is cute. Like you do need. I think that's what. It's funny. Like these movies are always known for having like Easter eggs. Like oh, if you look closely in that scene, you'll find this. Mm. And I did not see. I, it's funny. I feel like this was more. This film was more of a payoff for Easter eggs. Yeah, than it was like putting stuff in there. Yep. I tried to on the second viewing. I tried to see, but it was it was tough both times. But you know, when Robert Downey Jr. goes into the basement to get the Tesseract in the seventies, he has his X-ray glasses and he looks at a few cases before he gets to the Tesseract. I, I that screams Easter egg to me, like yeah. oh, Shield and Hydra has something else hidden down there, type of thing. Yeah, because I was because obviously, like I've said before, like the entire. Um plot device of Captain Marvel's that the Tesseract. Mm. Again, once again, that thing is somehow the cornerstone of these movies. <laughs> um, please, can we have another, like, plot plot device? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, because the, the big thing in that movie is, like, Project Pegasus. I'm like, oh, maybe there'd be something like that tying okay. it there. Or something about her, maybe. And, or even, like, it's like, no. No. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. There's really, there's, like, the only Easter eggs in this, and yet, and, and are they even Easter eggs? Because it's now, like, alternate dimensions and, like, 
Like, like I would imagine they the next big bad of this, much like how we talked, has to be someone like Kang the Conqueror, or someone to be like, you fracture time, now you have to pay a price for it. Like, uh, like you screwed up my dimension because of what you did. Yeah, you have to pay the price now. For yeah, this. it's the um, it's the what the the um the alternate reality or the time policeman from yeah. Rick and Morty that gets voiced by <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key when they split, the, yeah. the screen gets split up, it, he's yeah. gonna come get him. <laughs> uh, that, that has to, and I think that's how they'll explain this away. Like, yeah, and that's like what we talked about with the Fantastic Four, that it would be like, Reed Richards would be like, oh, we monitor other dimensions, you mess, mess with ours, what are you doing, and that's yeah. how they're gonna meet or something. Yeah, and I think that, it has to be, cause, and then guess what, when people start, because I don't, that's the weird thing about this, though, like, I don't, I don't know what the public, again, obviously the movie's only been out now for, like, 28 hours when we're recording this. And it's made 60 bajillion dollars. Yeah, it's, it's already made all the money in, in about 48 hours. It's ne- it should be next to the national debt calculator. <laughs> how much money Endgame is making this weekend. The federal government goes to Disney and Marvel and start bailing them out. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, like that, that has to be the thing that people... like. There has to be a backlash to this eventually. Like Definitely. And I think that's where it's going to begin. It's going to be like, oh, like this doesn't make sense. And it doesn't. They just... Like, numerous times, it's like, this doesn't... Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like Rob said, it's like, oh, Iron Man has like a wrist gauntlet that's a like, time GPS. It's like, explains <laughs> everything away. Yeah. A wearable plot device. Exactly. Um, okay, who else? Who else is in this dumb movie? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Do we, do we have just left like the, the ending of this? Maybe, yeah. I'm trying to think who else we have because we covered a lot of them. I guess. Well, I guess more on Nebula. Uh, I guess in in terms of well, we didn't really talk about Thanos in this movie because we yeah. have past Thanos more than we have future Thanos. But I I I just kind of feel that the whole like I know they Thanos needed to find out about their plan. Of yeah. course, that's that's like the clear like plot for this that they're trying to undo what Thanos did. But he finds out when they go back in time somehow. But I thought it was a little weak where they're just like. Oh, Nebula connects to Nebula type of thing. And it's like... They have Bluetooth. It's like, okay, I guess, you know. it's like They needed something, but I thought that was pretty weak to get him, like... I thought it would be something maybe, like, you know, another team, like, that goes back to 2014, like the Morag or the Vormir team, they blow it or something, and yeah. they get Thanos to figure out what happened. Because you do have the whole thing that, like, the beginning of that first Guardians of the Galaxy movie is, like, Korath, the Pursuer, or the somebody... Find, Digimon Hunsu finds that yeah. finds Chris Pratt and it's like oh because they even say like oh Ronan the accuser has like dispatched forces to mm-hmm. to Mor- Morag or wherever it's like no that's not paid off at all yeah yeah it's like okay it's like I thought maybe that'd be the way to do it no apparently Nebula just that's a good that. point yeah apparently if you have if you're cybernetic and you have another version of yourself you just connect automatically yeah <laughs> yeah no- Take note, take note of that. It might be important later. Thanos, I like that. Thanos put Bluetooth in him. <laughs> it's like walkie-talkies are radio controlled. <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought that was weak, but, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. gets time travel in, in an evening, you know? It's they just need to get that moving. They need to get that along type of yeah. thing. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird stuff like that. Um... The weird thing, too, I guess this is more the end, but we gotta just jump to it, is that, like, you look at... I remember, like, and I think it's in the actual comic. It's, like, after everybody dies, like... And they decide, like, what they're going to do with the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. At one point, like, they go to Doctor Strange, because at that point, he's, like, one of the gods of the universe. Okay. And they're like, Strange, like, we can bring back our friends. Let's do it. And he's like, no. <laughs> and they're like, why? And he's like, no, we're not going to do this. And, I, and, that, and that was, like, like, a big, like, reason a lot of people disliked him. So he's like, no. He's like, I'm okay. not going to let you do this. Like, we, like, like, much like how Thanos says, like, it becomes a temptation after a while. Stop messing with time. Yes. Yeah. And, or just the, no, it's like the Infinity Stone. You probably could create life with the Infinity Stone. Like, bring people back to life. Yeah, yeah. And my question is that, like, they return them back to where they once were. What would stop somebody 
from going back and getting them again. Yeah. It's like, you can, you can, like the technology is there now. Yep, somebody has a pin particle, somebody so, gets the little uh, portal floor yeah. thing, and you're good to go. Yeah, and it's like, the same reason why they were able to unsnap, and this, and this is where I think, like, like I said previously in other episodes, they're going to do the Thanos imperative eventually. Okay. Um, they uh, Think about it. Thanos snapped their friends, and they unsnapped them back. Mm-hmm. Who said you don't unsnap Thanos? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, that's, I'm wa- this, this is more the second time I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh... It's gonna be that easy to get Thanos back because they all they know where all the stones are. Yep. And it's going to be. And I imagine the plot, uh, whether it be Captain or, or Lord knows what movie it'll be, Avengers Seven. <laughs> it'll be like uh, a, a Avengers team led by Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. You'll have Spider Man there. You'll have Doctor Strange. You'll have a couple of new heroes sprinkled in for good measure. Captain American Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Captain America. Well, that's what's him that's so weird though. He's a, he's gonna be on the TV series. Oh, that's right. Him and Bucky. Right? Yeah. Okay, I forgot about. So that. it's like I guess. Captain America's now going to be a small screen like character. Yeah. Now that he's inherited, inherited the mantle of it, I guess. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I mean, though. It's like there's going to be something like, okay, we need that. Like, I think in the comics, Zenger knows more about this than mm-hmm. I do. It's like Annihilation where like everything, like where you have like the gods of the universe. Like where you have like the the, yeah. ga- the, 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 like, the Galactuses, all them. And like the, like, the universe starts like, t- like the Cancerverse. Mm-hmm. It starts like invading the real world. And it's like, oh, we need something that like knows how to wipe out life. Yes. Who knows nothing, anything better about wiping out life than Thanos. So we need, to, and that'll be the ne- next two-parter. Like the first movie is getting Thanos. Uh... And the second movie is like, how's he going to sit there do this? That's it, yeah. Didn't they do that with Doctor Doom in the second Fantastic Four with Jessica Alba? They have to go get him or something like that? Maybe. I, 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 don't, I, I vaguely I, remember I, yeah. that, what, 2006 movie or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's. And I think that that's going to be the eventual, like, the, the... I don't know whether that be Avengers 5 or yeah. 6, but that's going to be... They need to get him back. Because it's so yeah. easy. Think about it. What brought their fen- friends back could just as easily bring him back. And yeah. I think... And knowing how they love turning their villains into heroes... Like whether it be Loki, whether it be all of them, it's going to be okay. Thanos Th- is on their side because there's someone yeah. who's bigger and badder. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, whatever though. It's like, yeah. Whatever though. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what what I was saying before. You know, before we recorded, it's like, why are you crying at the loss of characters when they've established anybody and anything can come back at any time? There are no rules anymore. Well, it's lo- the only rules that is long as long as they're profitable. The yes. Day, the day that they can't sell Spider-Man T-shirts, Spider-Man is dead. Yep. <laughs> and that's why it's like, oh. Like what? I, 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 people who get emotional to these things—that's great. Like, like, you know what? If you can, like, I, Rob's father said this to us. Said this to us after, like, he saw it. He's like, if people get like that tied up into it, good for them. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, though, it's like, folks, it's like they're never going to stop. Exactly. And that's why, even like, like Rob said at the beginning of this, like, oh, it's nice to have some conclusion to this. It is. It's it's conclusion. It's it's the and closest thing only. we've ever gotten to it's a conclusion, conclusion in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and that's what it is. It's conclusion and name only. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, until next time. It's 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 kind of like what um like oh god what's it Nick Fury says at the end of the first movie to like Kobe Smulders Smulders it's like a lot of them went to like different corners of the, like the universe what are we could do if we ever need them again they'll come back yep yep and, and that and that's and that should have been like like instead of having the clanging six times that should have been the thing where it's like sir what are we gonna do if we ever need them again it's like they'll come back and like and that would have been it it's like, like, like we can get a hold of them yeah like, they can very easily like they need Steve Rogers they go back to 1945 and be like Steve we need you mm-hmm. it's like and that's what it is like they've established now that you can pull anybody you want yeah. out of a specific time period and they'll be there waiting for you yeah oh isn't that fun <laughs> it's like again and that's the weird thing though it's kind of like what happened at the end of Infinity War where it's like oh like 
oh, Wanda destroys Vision. And it's like, okay, just get a rewind time. And it's like, okay, you've a step, like you have a character that can do anything. They, it, it's he's walking around with a wearable plot device. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like how how the how did the Avengers beat Thanos? With their own wearable plot device. <laughs> yep. Thankfully, I, I think neither Zach nor I swiped our credit card to help no. the Avengers beat Thanos, but thankfully, enough other people did that yes. they were able to beat him. <laughs> Maybe if we swiped it hard enough, we could have ended this. We just keep swiping enough. It's like... Swish, 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 swish. Do I push green or black for credit? Is it yellow? Maybe it's yellow. <laughs> Put them all at once. <laughs> Hold down the machine. It's a cheat code, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, um... So I guess the last thing is to just talk about the uh, the, the, the the hammer in Captain America. Yeah, I think this is this is the thing that's um uh I, I you know the the most built-in fan service moment yeah. I guess and I, I but no it is the ultimate fan service. I know it's in the recording and we'll insert it somewhere in here where it's like I you see the hammer and you can actually hear me say in the recording here it comes here it comes and that was the only. That and the Avengers Assemble were the only times where the audience did what, what I, we were kind of anticipating for mm -hmm. three hours. Oh, yeah. And it was. It was a bring down the house moment. Yes, it's it's owed. Like the audience deserved deserve yeah. that though. But the problem is like with the Avengers Assemble, they're so busy screaming that you completely lose the assemble part. Oh yeah, they're screaming because they show, you know, all these characters that you haven't seen in, in one movie, you know, and everybody's cheering. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, and it's like and, and that's another part of the weird thing he goes, Avengers! And then like dun dun dun. <laughs> and it's like what? Like that's the weirdest war cry ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like someone please like when there's a fan edit with this. Like like okay, when we do our fan edit with the five minute Infinity War prologue, we're going to raise raise the volume on that yes, portion of, of the line. Yeah, because like it, it's it's cool. Like, oh yeah, it, it's yeah. neat. Like it's good. like when they make that action figure of him having both the hammer and the shield. Mm. That's gonna sell out. That'll be the hardest to find figure of any of these. Everyone, their Definitely. brothers, gonna want that one. Oh yeah. No, it's neat though. I think I don't, I don't know how good it came up in the recording, but for the first showing, he does that, and he's again, he's throwing the hammer around. He's he's using it as a bat with a shield, yep. and then like Thanos like punches him in the face, and he like goes back, and there's some guy in the theater is like, "Well, it was cool while it lasted." Yeah, yeah. He's like had it for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like okay, and like and Thanos breaks the shield on him. And yeah, that's cool. and that's cool. I'm like, okay, cool. You're showing. And then like obviously you have the whole thing like on your again pay off from Winter Soldier on on your left. On your left, yeah. And they all come through the portals. Doctor Strange. That's the thing too. I didn't pick up the first time was um oh the line with him and Wong. Wong. Yeah, I didn't. I, I did not hear that at. I didn't even know he said anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can see them talking. It's like okay, and that's kind of again that's what Infinity War was. Like you'd see Mouse moving and be like. 
people are just cheering. I, I, I just can't hear anything. Yeah. I mean, actually, you literally have to sit there and be like, you know what? I'm not going to have any idea. I, even though we've kind of talked about that, like dialogue doesn't mean much anymore in these movies. For the yeah, especially the action Just sequences. Yeah. But at least like you want you're paying money. You want to get as much information as you can. Yeah, I feel like I'm owed at least hearing dialogue. Definitely. But no, like I said, I, I think the as much fan servicey as it is, the shield and the hammer thing is it's neat. Like it's like you know what? Cool. It's not the oh, worst. Yeah. It's not. The sort of fan service that's eye-rolling. Yeah, I didn't groan at that. I thought it was great, you know, like, yeah. he's finally... Because, of course, I think we've discussed it, you know, that this is almost like it's, it's Captain America's arc. And to see yeah. him do something like that in this, in this, you know, closing off of that is just really neat. It's, it is set up well, you're, and it's a good reveal. Le- what it is is that, like, it's the end, it's the end of the game, yeah. and the character, it's the ultimate level up. Yes. It's like, okay, the character, it's the I have the power, yes. and that's what it is. It's pl- yeah, Platonism at its finest. It's his final form. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it is. And that's kind of what, it's, it's the peak of Captain America. He has the most, oh God, faithful modern incarnation of the costume. He has the chain link on, on the mm. chest plate. He has the shield. He has the, the helmet. Yep. And it's like, okay, the, the costume isn't corny like it is in the first Avengers movie. It is. And, and then you even have the, the validation from Thor, which at that point, Thor is less talking to Captain America or himself. He's talking to the audience. I knew it. And he, 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 he wields the hammer. And he says, I knew it. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, there's no point in any of these movies where there's any question of, like, can he hold the hammer? Mm-hmm. There's that one sequence in Age of Ultron. And when Captain America makes it budge, Thor gets concerned. Yeah. And it's like, and so there's, there's weird. There's no payoff. Again, it's payoff without any setup. Yeah. Except exactly. for the audience. Yeah. Because it's the it's funny. Thor is t- not talking to the, the fellow characters. He's talking to the audience. Yeah, that's a good like, point. That is my, maybe the most distra- like it's more distracting fan service than like Deadpool. I guess yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, that he is. He's he's really talking to the audience. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's like, I knew it. It's like <laughs> Thor. It's like, it's like I guess so did we. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of like to so know. Like in the final battle, like and the weird thing too is like you look at like Infinity War, like that, like the, all the battles just go on so long. Mm-hmm. I have to say the end battle. This is like for the most part. I want. It doesn't feel long. It doesn't feel long, and I also thought it was fairly comprehensible yeah like, it wasn't it wasn't like the sokovia battle at the end of ultron where stuff yeah where you have no idea where anybody is at any point in time and then you know that that one scene where captain america's like i'm gonna stop everything i'm doing to save one woman or something yeah. like that you know yeah and, that, and that's what it is it feel it's funny it feels like they they finally figured this out but at the same time though it has a lot of the same follies that they've always had it's like it's like one step forward one step back exactly we've solved one problem though but like we still have quips every 10 seconds <laughs> nobody can be serious yep and it's like okay until next time yep and it'll just get quippier and quippier. and longer <laughs> except for Brie Larson because she is not like she's only allowed to make humor that makes herself laugh okay okay yeah does she do do they have quips does she have quips in Captain America or is it all like Samuel you mean, Jackson? You mean her movie? Yeah, yeah, she Captain had, Marvel. Yeah, she sorry. She has quips, but they—they're not like it's what you imagine. Brie Brie humor would find uh, Brie humor. Brie Larson would find funny because I know there's one point where it's like she's explaining to Nick Fury the scrolls and like how they can like mm-hmm. um, transform. Oh, okay. And he's like, "How do I know you're not a scroll?" And she like they're in a bar and she like shoots like a laser beam out of her hand, and, like blows up the jukebox. And he's like, and she's like, and she has like a face like, mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> "What does that mean?" <laughs> Okay. It's like it's like scrolls can't do that, I guess. And she's yeah, like, he doesn't know. Yeah, she's like, no, they can't. And that's like end of scene. And it's like, Jeez. okay, like that. Ha ha ha. Sure. Okay. Okay. And like, and that's and that type of humor. Like, she'd be reading the script and be like, okay, that's what I like. 
Gotcha. And that's why. And apparently, they filmed this, her scenes in this, before they filmed Captain Marvel. Oh. So they said there was like because they, they were asking her because like her hair changes because like yep. In in her in Captain Marvel the film, she has the short hair, mm-hmm. and then in this the first scene she has long like straightened hair. Okay. And obviously, in the end of this, she has the whatever you want, the short hair kind of with the. Where you know, we would call it like highlights. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, like what happened there?" She's like, "Oh, I was film like I filmed all my Avengers stuff before oh. I did my Captain Marvel Interesting. stuff." Interesting, and it's like, "Oh, okay." And I feel like where with like the Avengers series, they would definitely put more of like uh, give her a shorter leash mm-hmm. going forward. Like, do whatever you want, honey. We're gonna let her do every. That's okay. the problem. It's gonna be less of what happened in this and more of just letting her off, letting her do whatever she wants. Sure. Which which is unfortunate because it's just like, oh god, like haven't we learned anything from like the Force Awakens? Don't let the actors <laughs> dictate the narrative. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I think have input, but you don't let them drive drive the ship. And yeah. It's like okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, she's gonna turn it. I think I've said it already this month. She's gonna turn into the next Marlon Brando. <laughs> Got, she's got a uh, Reese coming out of her ass. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, on, in the final battle, another thing that I think got a bunch of applause, if I remember correctly, not as much, of course, as the those the moments we've already discussed, but the the Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow back-to-back in the yeah. suits, that got an insane amount of applause. And didn't that happen in Iron Man 3 already? Or maybe not a back-to-back, well, but she had the suit in Iron Man that 3? That happens like, in all the movies, I have a feeling of. Like, there was oh, some moment where like two people okay. in Iron Man armor go back-to-back. and like, That ah. happened in Iron Man 2. Um, a quasi-form of rescue happens in Iron Man 3. Okay. Um, in Avengers Age of Ultron, there's the same thing of Iron Man War Machine going back-to-back. Yep, yep. Um, that happened. That just seems to get a repul- I, again. It's that. It's like yeah. It's it's, it's them working together. I think it's more of them working together. Plus, it's the idea of her doing something. Sure. Um, like again, her wearing the rescue armor into battle. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I can't imagine the Pepper Potts Gwyneth Paltrow character being like, I'm leaving my child alone during Thanos coming back yeah. to help Tony fight. It's like, like Gwyneth Paltrow Pepper, Pepper Potts would be like, what can I add to this that they can't already handle? Exactly. And it's like they get all of the people that they brought back from Thanos' snap. And then yeah. she's there because she was there the whole time, though. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it's like it's again, it's it's inexplicable in a really strange way. It's, mm. it's she, she's there for no other reason because the script told her she had to. Yeah, do that. yeah. Someone thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if she fights? Because we've had her in a suit before. Absolutely. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like in a, um, oh god, like in a like a test screening. They're like, oh, like somebody complained like on the little comment card, like. Rescue comes out of nowhere, so they have this scene of like the like the, his daughter of the helmet. It's like, where'd you get that from? I found it in the garage, mm. and it's like, oh, okay, explained. And, and, yep. and all you gotta do is just film them like in someone's backyard holding like a blue like uh, volleyball or like or like some sort of ball, and just digitally put that in there. Yep, it would take it, you film it in a weekend, <laughs> and guess what? It's 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 fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I only picked it up on the second time, but that scene you're talking about when she comes out of a little tent and she has the uh, the head I'll, the I'll helmet know. on because Robert Downey Jr. says something like "Chow time" like or "lunch time" or whatever, and she like comes out and she's like, "Define lunch, or you will be disintegrated." That's what it sounds like. It's a very strange thing for a kid to say. She's like a, like a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> she really wanted a cheeseburger. Oh yeah, and uh, juice ice pops, juice pops. Yeah, juice pops. Yeah, which are just ice pops. <laughs> Another snack for if this. If you don't movie. go to bed, I'll sell all your toys. Mm-hmm. Hashtag love you three thousand. That's gonna <laughs> that's gonna pop up. I bet you anything that's gonna be trending very soon. <laughs> well, the new the, the official like hashtag for this is like whatever it takes. Oh, okay. you know they barely say. Like, yeah. it was in the marketing a lot, but it was not. It was like I think it said like once in this. Yeah, definitely. Maybe twice. 
Yeah, it's mm. just, yeah. This is this is like I said, it's a weird movie. I guess at this point we talk about what cinematic and or late night movie. Well, do we have to talk about the clanging? Do we have to give our yeah. thoughts on what the clanging could possibly be? <laughs> yeah, you got the six clangs. Yeah, so I guess we should say when I was looking into the spoilers, the 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 post credit scene and stuff, it was like, oh, there's no scene. It's the sound. Or as I described it, the noise. <laughs> and I think that was what a lot of people had the pitfall of, you know, I read people were like, oh, there's there's four clangs, so it's phase four. And then we see it, and we count five. And then we see it again, and we count six, you know? <laughs> Keeps and, changing every yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. And Next so time it'll be three. The Blu-ray edition is going to be the full 11 or something like that. Yeah, I guess we should point out that, like, I went back to, like, the Iron Man when he's making his helmet. Yes. And I actually counted, and it's 11 clangs. Okay, so, from the first Iron yeah, Man movie. Okay. It is. It's because, like, the scene is, like, like he's building, the, the supposedly he's building, like, the suit with the, I think, Jensen's his name. And, like, mm-hmm. the, the warlord comes in, like, you have one day to build me my missile. Oh, yeah. And then it's, like, he's doing, and the very next scene is him doing it. He, he hits it 11 times. Okay. So, clearly the fact that six is implying something. Mm-hmm. There's something in the comics that six times does, like, oh, God, what was it? No, the Mandarin was, what, the Ten Rings? But, yeah, oh, so six that. infinity stones. That's what I mean. Okay, okay, I see where you're coming from. It has to be, you have to look at the significance of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in six. Yeah. Or what could six tie in? And that's the only thing that makes sense. Six infinity stones. Are there six, How many Eternals are there? I don't know. I don't know how much. Oh, they, yeah. I don't, I don't know how they're going to tie into this. <laughs> if anyone's guess how they're going to tie into this. I would imagine something in this movie is going to be like, oh... Like like, the, like something they did like awoke the Eternals or like the Eternals now figure okay now like like something they did it's gonna be something mm-hmm. like that something in this because they have to because they keep saying that like oh no this isn't the end of Phase Three Spider Man from Far from Home's the end of Phase oh, Three oh interesting and, and I would imagine every movie's gonna be the end of Phase Three because they don't want people to stop because because if you give people a a, a cleaved off ending they're gonna stop exactly like, people could be like you know what I've had my fill of this it's time to move on and wouldn't I, that be beautiful right, right, right. <laughs> a period is a beautiful thing. And I think if they're afraid, and plus it's Sony, because they got to keep Sony happy if they want to keep using that Spider-Man oh, character. Yeah. So they got to be like, no, no, it's not the end of Phase 3. Spider-Man Far From Home is, even though this is clearly meant to be some ending. Yes, yeah, definitely. What if the six clans are representative of uh, Wolverine's six claws? <laughs> Adamantium, right? He's clanging something there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But I, I don't, I, I really, at this point, it's funny how nobody's really, I guess, again, the movie's only been out for like, in the U.S. for like 24, uh, 28 hours yeah. now. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, no one's really speculating on it. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the thing that everybody's going to have to talk about. Oh, the only thing they're going to have to talk about until we get a post credit scene from Spider-Man, right? Well, yeah, but even that, I don't think it's going to be anything. Like that, they're, they're, Oh god, their end game, pardon the pun. It's gonna be something like Sinister Six. Like I still think like oh, Spider Man yeah. still wants like he'll he'll show up periodically in all these, but for the most part he's gonna be now his own like Okay. I know, like, they have probably. A, I think Spider Man Three or Spider Man, whatever they're calling it, the, the Marvel MCU Spider Man Three is, is slated for like July twenty twenty one. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, <and laughs> too like, close. Every two years, and that's, yep. kind of, and that's kind of what it's going to be. And I think, yeah, it'll, it's only a matter of time till they do something. Where it's like Robert Downey. Because remember, we never saw a body. All they did was put a little wreath into a lake. Yep. We never saw a body. Yep, and his little arc reactor in the in the wreath in the lake, yeah. Or whatever uh, it is. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure maybe someone will f- find something, will get crazy theories, all that stuff, and, and it'll keep the... Uh, the fans happy, the super serious ones. <laughs> Here's the last thing I have to ask. It's like, so the whole point of this was like, when they said they were going to bring people back, it wouldn't be any sort of like time travel back. It's just literally bring everybody back into five years later. 
What would happen to a world economy that's learned to somehow function with half <laughs> the population, years. and then you bring everybody back into it all of a sudden? That would yeah. destroy. It. That would make things even worse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I would the, love to see some, some like what happened in the five year time lapse, you know, and what happens right after yeah. this type of thing. Like, apparently, everybody went right back to school. According yeah. to Spider-Man, everyone went straight back to school. <laughs> yeah, Peter Parker just goes back to regular school. I think about it, like if you're like like think about like crops and just like and like just like anything. Mm -hmm. It's like like it wouldn't be making as much crops. It'd be like a famine store. Like like oh god, it'd be a famine for a couple of years. Yeah, and I'm thinking because you know we see um uh, Ant Man's stuff is in the storage unit when he like gets out of the van. Did they put? everybody's stuff in storage, you know? So everybody has to, like, get online and be like, where'd you store my stuff, you know? And, yeah. and find all that. That'd be a logistical nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> That's to do a TV show about that. <laughs> and think about, too, like, think about, like, you have prop, like, somebody owns property, and let's say their family's just all gone. What happens to someone's property? So let's sit there indefinitely? Yeah, good question. They didn't explain any of that. No, it's like, yeah. like what happened? But again, Captain America has a support group, which is funny. Oh yeah, the Thanos support group. Yeah, and, and there's a little like motivational posters, like they're gone, but where are you? Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I did, I did like that. The Thanos support group. <laughs> and it's like, I, I went on a date, and we cried. I, he cried after the salad. I cried after dessert. <laughs> you missed the Mets. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was something else. Yeah, those, some of those little touches were definitely comical. Yeah, you and know, it's like, and it's like, and it's like oh my god. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the only true, like, that's like the only portal we have into this world. Like, post, like, we have all these boats, like, in front of, like, the Statue of Liberty. That's kind of, like, oh, washed yeah. up on the shores. Yeah. yeah, yeah, indeed. Were there any other reunions we didn't mention? Oh, we don't need to mention the Gamora and the Peter no. Quill one. That was, people clapped for that. People clap for Spider-Man, of course. Well, of course, it's Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Black Panther. Oh, yeah, Black Panther and whoever his other teammates are. Sister. Yeah, sister. No yeah, yet. another one I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Like I said, no, like it, it's cute. Like I said, it does its job. Um, I think it'd be infinitely worse than it is. Oh, definitely. And considering what it does try to tackle, it tackles it probably in the best way, a $300 million movie being micromanaged by dozens if not hundreds of committees yep. at, at a fortune 500 multinational multi-billion dollar corporation yeah you know it could have turned into a, a helms deep or a battle of the five armies where it was yeah. nothing but spectacle for two and a half hours you know that type of thing but thankfully it thankfully it didn't you know it kept it actually had something before it's cohesive it. like it's coherent and cohesive which is sh maybe the most shocking <laughs> part of all this. definitely that's what surprises me absolutely <laughs> and i think that's where this is kind of like a herculean like effort in filmmaking yeah yeah and so far as it like i don't think anybody else could do this mm -hmm. in a way that like a it's satisfying because it is it's satisfying for what it's trying to do and for most looking at the numbers it's clearly people scratching an itch for most oh, people yeah. and i don't think you could i i can't, i think this really is like as a cinematic work of art. I don't want to say work of art, but like, like a cinematic feat, it's yeah, unparalleled. Yeah. It really, there's nothing else like this mm -hmm. and for the foreseeable future there won't be. Oh yeah, and you know, I think with this whole month and my, my strong distaste for all this universe and all the, you know, the cash grab that it is, you know, I have to give them credit for doing something yeah. like this. This is, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, 15, 20 at any point in history, no one thought something like this could ever be done to connect all this stuff together in such a long time frame. And they did it. So I give them credit for that. I just wish a lot of it was better. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. There's all, hindsight's always twenty-twenty. Exactly. But at the same time, though, so they didn't, they, again, like, everybody forgets that, like, eight years ago, like, Thor comes out. 
opens to $60 million, which is what this did in Thursday night previews alone. Yeah. And, like, tops out, like, $181 million domestic. Yeah. Captain America comes out, opens to, like, $59 million, tops out at, like, $178 million domestic. Does, like, three hundred and sixty worldwide. Which is like what most of these movies again, like again, opening weekend, mm-hmm. and then like not like eight years later, like this is just like, I it's just, it's insanity. Yeah. And it's funny, like you do because if it was any other way around, like if, let's say they, if it wasn't for the fact that like Avengers was already in production when Thor and Captain America were being released, there's a very real possibility that they were just like, nope, like, like this is what happened with like Batman v Superman Justice League. It's like, oh crap, people didn't like Batman v Superman. <laughs> just slam on the brakes, change things in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and that's and that's the thing about those. So you got even though it's Disney and they micromanage every level of everything, there is just this add to like you know what? I, that's the weird thing about it. There's like an element of just like just close our eyes and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like we don't know if this is going to work, but you know what? The audience is on board with us this far, so... They threw a bunch at the wall, and some of it actually stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least it's credit. stuck in the places where it mattered to people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's cinematic feat is a good way to put it. Yeah, it really is. And I think that's where, uh, like, it's a cinematic, much like the Infinity War thing, it's, 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 it's even more insane than Infinity War in the sense of, like, imagine telling someone that came out of, like, Ang Lee's Hulk being like, just hold on. Yeah, there's a payoff. 16 years from now, you will see something that you'll never believe. It doesn't involve Ed Norton, but hold on. (laughs) No, no, that that was um, Eric Bannon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it will pay off, and it will be the most popular thing on the face of this earth. (laughs) Yeah. Or even like, imagine coming out of Daredevil, like Ben Affleck and being like, 16 years from now... You're you are not... You tell the the guy, it's like, oh, that could have been so much better. It's like, 16 years from now, man, you'll have everything you want and then some. Yeah, I always confuse those two Hulk movies, the MCU and the Ang Lee one, yeah. yeah <laughs> also funny, like, the, like, besides like Edward Norton and uh, Terrence Howard, I'm surprised there's no Betty Ross in any of this. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, there's Thunderbolt Ross. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, why, why wouldn't Thund- like, Thunderbolt Ross like hated these characters in Civil War? <laughs> like, couldn't he go to like, the Tony Stark funeral and be like, okay, like, we got you. We got you. <laughs> like, every single person there is in violation of the Sokovia Accords. Like, yeah. you, could, you could arrest the entire room. Definitely. Except for, like, Hawkeye's, like, wife and kid. And the, uh, the little the kid from Iron Man 3, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> I, wonder, I, I wonder how many people... I, it's funny, I've not seen a single article on the fact that it's him. Uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to ask Zach who it was. I never would have even remembered that there was a kid in Iron, Iron Man, Man 3. 3. And, and by this, I think but that movie took place in, like, 2013. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, 2023. So, like, if he's, like, 12 in, in that movie, he's, like, 20... He's in his mid-20s now in yeah. that movie. Yeah, and he's on good enough, like, terms to get into that tight-knit at-the-lake-house funeral, you know? Because yeah. I'm sure there were a bunch of people who were, you know, knew about Iron Man dying, but they couldn't go to the funeral, you know? It was probably, like, broadcast or something. Well, my question is, that, like, going back to Iron Man 3, who even knew that? Like, I, I don't think Tony... Like, he probably told Pepper Potts, but, like, mm, oh, who knew? Like, who knew? Because he was by himself. That was the whole thing of that movie, Sick Isolated. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I, I really was hoping he'd be wearing the Dora the Explorer watch in that movie. <laughs> That was a plot point in that movie. It was a Dora the Explorer watch. I was really hoping he'd be wearing it. I looked at his wrist a second. I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be really cool? Like a nice touch. Like he's wearing like the little pink Dora yeah. watch. And it's like, nope. We have fan service, though, but we can't do that. We can't do that much fan service. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Captain America has a nice ass, but uh, <laughs> can't pander Dead- too hard. They need Deadpool with the Adventure Time watch. <laughs> I guess the final thing we should say um, before... Um, we have one more thing to say about late night or about snacks. But um, about like at the very end of the movie... 
when Captain America starts going to the time portal and like him and Bucky are staring at each other. Oh. And a woman yelled. I hope it came through. How could I forget? <laughs> a woman yelled in the theater, just kiss. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about that this month, didn't we? Yeah. That people were uh, people putting them together. That. They want that. And I laughed at it because it makes absolutely no sense knowing anything about the characters. <laughs> yes, yeah, someone actually... I think those are the same girls that, you know, like, cooed and awed at okay. every little thing. You know, they were like, kiss! <laughs> that was funny. That, that I, was, I, yeah. I hope that I, I hope that came through in the audio. Um, okay, I guess we talked about... I think we both agreed this is a cinemati in a sense, like... Or do you not agree on No, I, I would agree for cinemati. For what they've done with this whole universe, for the way that they've wrapped it up, and, and to actually make me you know, see it twice now and, and not feel like it drags or be boring for, for the most part, you know, I give him credit. I give him yeah. credit for that. That's a, that's a feat for sure. Um, in terms of late night movie, uh, I'm going to say no, but this might be the first thing that I think if I'm with other people, they're going to want to watch this with me. <laughs> yeah, that, it would be interesting as, as so far as like, I think, I don't know how like a late night movie I don't know. I think this would be engaging. I think because I think there would be that thing is like you know we like Rob's is like oh no we can't show someone because they'd be staying awake. Because I think the whole point is you want that payoff at the end. Like oh, much, okay. much like this movie, like, like, like most Marvel movies, they all end with like someone getting punched in the face. Yes. Yeah. With this though, there is that payoff because it feels something special. Yeah. It's like yeah. the ending of Thor: The Dark World versus Thor: Ragnarok. Even though I know people like Ragnarok more, it's just the same thing. It's just it's the fight sequence. Mm, There's nothing special. Okay. It, it's like at the end of The Winter Soldier versus the end of Iron Man 2. It's just a fight sequence. Yeah. And this at least feels something a little bit more special. That's true. That's a good point. There's a special... That's the thing about... That maybe I should say about this is that there feel, there's something special about this movie mm -hmm. beyond the, the like the behind the scenes, just how it got made, how it, how it even exists. It yep. feels like there's something special to this that doesn't exist with any of the other of these movies. Yes. I guess on the, on the topic of late night movie, uh, something else is... I, I think it would be very difficult for me to find someone that I would... Uh, maybe from past experiences have been in a late night movie setting with who would have not already seen this and I yeah. think that's that weighs into my no because it's kind of like it's it, not obscure yeah it's, it's something it's too obscure yeah it's something like you know it's like who if, if someone hasn't seen it they might want to see it as a late night movie but if anybody wants to see it you know that has seen it it's like it's what, what are we going to get from it you know it's like it's like, do you want to watch it? Or do you want to talk about it the whole time? You know, it. I guess it depends on who we'd be watching it with. Because I don't think I know anybody who who's just like not gonna see this or anything. You know, yeah. or at least read the spoilers and stuff. Yeah, see, it's you're, you're gonna be hard pressed to find someone be like Endgame. <laughs> What's Endgame? that? <laughs> is that? Is that a DC movie? <laughs> is that is that a Taylor Swift song? <laughs> uh, yeah. 100% missed opportunity to tie that in with her song. Very missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised she didn't do something with this. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Absolutely. I want to be an end game. <laughs> end game. Instead of the clanging, that's what you hear. Oh, that would have been good. There should be. We should do a remix of Endgame with the clanging as like the beat or something. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> then we found our outro. Um... All right, so uh, Cinemati, late night movie, uh, uh, part two of Snack. I'm sure, yeah. So we actually had the real snack, the peanut butter yes, Hawaiian but we, but we have uh, another, rolls. We have another piece of merchandise, though, for the uh, Cinemati's yes, restaurant. Yes, While we were waiting in line for um, this movie, we saw two people kind of, like, not get kicked out, but, like, get told, like, one girl came in with, like, a trash can painted to look like Captain America's mm -hmm. shield. Another guy came in, like, with, like, 
the Hasbro like like one to one replica of the Infinity Gauntlet. Yep. And they both got told like put it in your car or else like you have to put it like in the lobby mm-hmm. behind like the customer service desk. And we were joking, being like, wouldn't it be a like a complete missed opportunity like at movie theaters? There weren't like licensed like replicas of Infinity Gauntlets that you could fill with popcorn. Yeah, and I think like I said, you know, like make the make it into a fist so you can set it down, have the the arm opening as like the top, and you got a bucket full of popcorn. And you can do a, like, a deluxe version too that like glows. It has like little like LEDs for the lights. Yeah, and it's like, actually like twenty five dollars. Like the normal <laughs> one's like twenty. That the light one's like fifty. Yeah, that you could have different settings where all the Infinity Stones light up, or they strobe, or they go yeah. in a pattern, or something. You have a Stark Gauntlet one too. Yeah, there you go. There's exactly. Varieties. There you go. You just made there. We, like, we were kind of sitting there like, how does this not exist? Yeah, yeah. That that would sell like hotcakes yeah. for sure. Yeah, they were sitting there giving out stupid coins. Oh, those coins. Yeah, and what they had the event Avenger A on them, right? They both. They're like, different, it's like, different colors. They're the exact same coins, but in two different colors. And what do you do with a coin? I did. I did like while we were watching the people go in earlier, where it was like you know they have their ticket, and then the because it was I think I don't know if we said it already, but it was if you if you see the fan event, you get one coin, yeah. but if you're a Regal Real Crown member, member, you get both the coins. And the way they checked if you were a Regal Crown member was just asking, "Are you a Regal Crown member?" Yeah. So anybody could have been like, "Yeah," and they would have got. You know, yeah. two coins. And considering that Regal Crown membership is free, you just go up and sign up. <laughs> it's like, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so weird. And it was only two colors? There's not even like a trade thing going? Oh, jeez. Okay. It's literally the exact same coin. One was purple, one was yellow. We'll have to check eBay, see how much they're going for, right? <laughs> There's probably some idiot out I would imagine if we looked up on eBay right now, there'd probably at least a few listings that were sold. Oh, yeah. Might not be for a lot of money, but somebody probably had to have it. What if we eat the coin as a snack? Because it was small, right? <laughs> what you do is you take the coins, you put them on Tony Stark's like lifeless eyes. You don't have to look at them. <laughs> so what, 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 who's, the, who's the god of death that like ferries them to like the underworld to put the coins on their eyes? What was that? Oh, mythology? yeah, I know. Yeah, the, across the river sticks. Yeah, across the river sticks. Yeah, I can only remember um, from the the, anim- the, the anime uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. It was a, a girl named Botan. She was oh. the guide to the river sticks. I don't think that's what it act- I, maybe in. Like, Asian culture, okay. it was Botan, but I don't remember the Greek or the Roman one. Well, there you go. That's what you use the coins for. Yes. <laughs> was it Anu- No, Anubis weighs your heart, yeah. like in Gods of Egypt, Egypt. where if, you, if you're not rich... You know what we do? You know what we have? We have a display in the Cinemodis restaurant. Much like in, like, the Kremlin, they have, like, the preserved body of Lenin. We have that of Robert Downey Jr. So we just stare at Just your yeah, eyes open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy, you know, I want to take a picture of the Iron Man. When, when menus, you know, some menus have pictures of the food, we just have that screenshot of Robert Downey Jr. lifelessly staring at you while you're trying to figure out what to order. <laughs> so, yes, peanut butter sandwiches. We have popcorn bucket in shape of gauntlets. I, I did like the, um, the uh, what Robert Downey Jr. says to the daughter, you know, a fistful, a handful of crickets over a bed of lettuce or something like that. I, I don't know. Was that a jab at, like, they're in hard times because half the world is dead and we have to eat bugs? or? Yeah, that made no it, sense. It, it's something cute to say to your kid. Okay, I guess they're out in the woods, crickets and lettuce or whatever. <laughs> I guess that's what you say when you're you're a multi billionaire who has like so many suits of armor. Yeah, living at a lake house. <laughs> in like a, a holographic like chess set that can solve time travel. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, Mobius strip, eigenvalue, spectral decomposition. <laughs> we we got time travel down, everybody. <laughs> This movie. So we survived, right? We survived the end we game. Survived the end game. Yeah. And we didn't get snapped out. We didn't get snapped back. And we, uh, we're done. We did it. Yeah, man. we survived the end game. So we will never talk about Marvel movies again, right? Thank God. <laughs>
can't handle any more of these movies. Maybe more DC movies, because yeah. we have some more to dive into, but no no more Marvel movies. No, no then none of them are going to be as, as crazy, to, worth discussing, anything like that. No. Well, then I guess, do we have to discuss where we're going to go next? Everybody's dying to know what the next series is yes. going to be, right? I don't even remember what the next series is going to be. Oh, God. Is we it to, the... We start recording stuff again. <laughs> We're taking, like, two weeks off from recording. <laughs> what was this? This was April. So, oh, is next, uh... Music May. <laughs> <laughs> I think, are we finally getting out of our time vortex yeah. now? Okay, okay. Now, good. folks, you're, you're going to hear all the stuff that we recorded, like, back in, like, late March, early April. Oh, yes. We have another first next week with a fan's choice, yes, right? fan's choice. Oh. Oh, look forward to that. Yes, only the only the fan who emailed us will know what we're talking okay, about. <laughs> She'll have at least one of four. She'll guess one of maybe it'll be one of four of her choices. Because everybody gets one, one. <laughs> except Endgame. We, except we we see them twice. twice. <laughs> All right, Zach. Well, we did it. All right, Rob. So how are we going to end this episode? Are we going to try to add the. Uh... What are we going to do? The uh, Taylor Swift Endgame with the clanging? I think try? so, in reverse. I think reverse. so, because I, I think we haven't used Endgame as an outro at all, right? We it's, might have played it near the end. It's shown up before in other episodes. Okay, but. okay, but we haven't reversed it, I don't mm -hmm. think. Okay, let's do it. Let's reverse it. Let's get some clanging in there. Um, and, you know, why not throw in some audience noise in reverse, too, oh while we God. have the opportunity? Oh <laughs> Zach's like, please let it end. <laughs> My brain's glazing over, not just my eyes. And I can actually see it this time. For real. The other person in the room listening to us fell asleep as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to everybody at home. <laughs> this month has been a snooze fest. <laughs> oh my lord. Life imitates art. Yep. All right. Well, then, music movies next month. And until then, goodbye. <laughs> Adios, folks. Magnet, magnet, we've been a while.